0: The creative energy that musicians put out there is, is really primal and, and vibrant. And, and I think that as long as you can engage with music, you know, as long as your faculties allow you to engage with music, you get something out of it. And so it puts me in a place to be receptive also to just what's happening in the air.
1: are now listening to beyond the fourth wall of writing with your host john robinson the four here we smash walls demolish writer's blocks and learn how to harness the true power of storytelling let's get it cracking vita ayala is a queer afro latinx comic book writer whose titles include Livewire, the wilds xena warrior princess submerged and so much more they have also proven that wonder woman is indeed puerto rican don't at them Welcome to the Beyond the Fourth Wall Podcast. I'm your host, Scarret, aka John Robinson the Fourth, and with me today I have Vita Ayala. What's going on?
0: All good. All good. Uh as good as it can be right now anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. It's a lot going on in the world.
0: It's a, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. But you know what? I'm I'm here. I'm alive. I'm healthy and you know.
1: Right, right, I'm right. Right, exactly. Try to try to huff with the good stuff. <laughs> Uh, Yvita yeah, yeah, writes everything in the comics. As far as I'm concerned, right <laughs> <laughs> seems seems to me like they write everything. Uh, Batman, Batman Beyond, uh, the Wilds, uh, my personal favorite, Livewire. Even a little, a little, a little bit in the Spider-Man world. With, or if, you, if you want to call Morbius Spider-Man, adjacent. I dabbled.
0: You know, he he, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> Spidey made an appearance. He he hung out. So <laughs>
1: right, right. What, what do you think? What do you think about the? They were talking about a Morbius movie. Are they still doing that?
0: I mean, it was supposed to be released in April, so... <laughs> I, think I mean, I don't know what Sony's doing while. these
1: days. I don't really know their game plan. Like, I it's, don't know. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they, they announced a lot of stuff, and then a lot of stuff, like, got quiet. I, I mean, not just because of COVID, but, like, in general. Like, a lot of stuff just got quiet for them.
0: Uh I hope that... uh You know what? i I'm one of those people that very much likes a healthy playing field of lots of different studios and lots of different people right. doing work. And so I hope... That they are, they are still (laughs) developing these things because even if one thing in particular isn't for me, like I think it's Mm. better for everyone if there's a variety of stuff available.
1: Right, right. And, (laughs) and you know, I mean, some of the, some of the heroes that they were talking about are, are not the biggest heroes, but I like that when these movies do these characters, then these characters get more notoriety. Um, they were, they, they were talking uh, briefly about. The, the most interesting announcement they made to me, well, Morbius was pretty interesting because I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, the most interesting announcement was uh Black Cat and Silver Sable, and I was oh, like, "Oh no,
0: I was down. I yeah, was ready." Yeah, I was like, "That sounds
1: <laughs> like, like it might be, might be kind." of I was like, "Wow!" I mean, that's an interesting choice because they're not. Well, Black Cat's pretty popular, but Silver Sable is like yeah. really. She's like really low key, like kind of like in She used in the weeds. to be
0: much more like prominent. And I was, yeah, I was yeah. ready for a resurgence, So I was like, yeah, she's
1: like, yeah, yeah. wild.
0: Let's see what happens.
1: So yeah, I'm wondering, I wonder if they're, if they're still going to do that. But, uh, but anyways, um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're going to get on here and like always, we're going to talk about, You know, some of the technical aspects of writing, you know, um, that's, that's what we do on the podcast. Uh, as as usual, uh, for, for people at any point in their career, whether they're just starting out and then hopefully for people who've been writing for a long time, um, people can kind of get a, get, get some, get some meat, get some meat and potatoes from, from the (laughs) podcast, you know, uh, you know, here's some different perspectives. Here's some different techniques or what have you. So, uh, so yeah, I, I kind of want to, I like to start always, uh, by asking first, uh, well, first I want to I want to preface it by saying Vita writes uh, both comics and prose, so uh, you know they have have kind of a perspective on on both mediums. You know, yeah, uh, you haven't done any you haven't done any like script like like scripts uh, screenwriting type stuff or anything, have you?
0: I've written spec stuff, but nothing that has been produced. Okay, gotcha. Uh, but I have written stuff.
1: Got, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I
0: got obsessed with like. Uh, writing a, a TV pilot for a while, so I was reading Word. a lot of stuff and then I'm <laughs> trying my hand at it. We'll
1: see yeah. how that goes. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so let's let's get into the weeds a little bit on kind of how do you how do you start uh, your process? That's like the big thing for a lot of new writers. I know, I know for sure. At, at some point, I was like, how do you even like people are telling <laughs> me how to write? Like, like they say. How to write? Our first episode on this podcast is called How to Write, because uh everybody is just like, well, you, you all you gotta do, you just go there, and you start typing, and it's kind of like, not it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not possible. Or, yeah, or no. you start writing in your in your journal, your muskin, or whatever, and it's kind of like, eh, but like, what do you write though? You know, so like, how? Right. What's kind of your uh, either your mental process, technical process, or what have you, when you actually tackle the page?
0: So I think for me it partially depends on what stage of a project I'm on. Yeah, yeah. Um but everything always for me starts with music. I have a big motivation problem in general. Uh mm. I'm this probably goes back to be I'm clinically <laughs> depressed. I have pretty severe chronic depression. Mm. And so like motivation is really difficult for me. And so one right, of the right. things that has always been able to connect me to myself and and just to the things that I want to do is music. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I get up, I force myself up. I've been really good about this mm-hmm. the last, like, six months or so. Where I'm like, <laughs> nope, it is it is time to get up now. It, right. You have to be out of bed by 8 a.m. You cannot just lay in bed. Because if you let me lay in bed, I'll be in bed till noon. Right,
2: right.
0: Uh, and then up until 3 o'clock in the morning trying to, like, get all my work done. Uh, but, yeah, I, I force myself to get up. I force myself to do something nice for myself, which is usually... Drink some water. It <laughs> sounds so silly, but like it's so important from from being able to mentally like do anything to like even growing your hair. You just you just need water. Right, so, right, like, right, right. <laughs> just, I got it. Here. Um, and then I'll sit at my desk and I will. Uh, I usually have playlists specific to what I'm working on, but if I'm at like a development stage of something. I'll just put on a motivational playlist. I have a couple of that I just go back to yeah. that have music that, like, really get me going. Um, and that really helps me get into a headspace of not just producing, but also it, it's just like just being creative because right. I, I can't play music in any capacity, <laughs> nor can I sing. When I sing, I bring a bad harvest, like, it's very bad. Um, I do it anyway. But karaoke is fun. You got to, um, you got to. You got to do it. Um, uh, but you know, the creative energy that musicians put out there is is really primal and, and vibrant. And, and mm. I think that as long as you can engage with music, you know, as long as your faculties allow you to engage with music, you mm. get something out of it. And so right. it puts me in a place to be receptive also to just what's happening in the air. Right. Um, right. And that all sounds really woo-woo and ridiculous. But, like, <laughs> I grew up in New York City. I grew up in a neighborhood where people were blasting music. Yeah, <laughs> like right, right. I and, got you. So to me, and I'm a Puerto Rican, uh, and Puerto Ricans are very musical people. And so to me, mm-hmm. I, I have not started work unless there is music. Um, right. And then from there, I, I get like, you know, I put on my serious face and I'm like, all right. <laughs> Make make the to do list. Yeah, you know, you, you got it's just like that Mega Man. Time to get serious, like it just Right, know? right. No, I got you. <laughs> Mega Man, I love it. <laughs> my boy. More Man, those are the
1: hardest games back in the day. Oh
0: impossible. my god. <laughs> Possible. But, you know, I, I feel like I went full time freelance in in at the December of 2017. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest things that was uh, the biggest difficulties I had was separating work time from non-work time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. was like, all right, yeah. so you have to, you have, you know, go to a different room, put mm-hmm. on some, some damn pants. <laughs> 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 and like, you know, boot up the computer. Like, you know, don't like, that was the first thing that I had to learn is you don't, don't work where you lay down mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. then you're just going to lay down.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah right.
0: So I sit down, I get out. I am ai wasn't before, but I have found uh, that to-do lists, I wasn't a to-do list person, but mm-hmm. I found that they are really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, and so I do multiple kinds. Like I'll do a weekly to-do list. I'll do like a conceptual to-do list of like, mm-hmm. these are basically the projects you have to work in an, in an order. Uh, but then I've been doing this silly ass thing where I'll do a daily to-do list on a post-it note and mm-hmm. then I'll stick it up myself and I make little check boxes so that I can check Right. Right. List.
1: Hey it, it, it really it really does work like i I, I i think i did mention it in the second episode not 100% i think I, i'm pretty sure i did but like to-do lists because we're humans and humans <laughs> like to be rewarded for like small simple things like when, when if you yes. if you write if you write on your to-do list you take a shower and you took a shower and you check it off it's like good. a mental. It's it's like it's a mental like accomplishment, you know.
0: It is, and it motivates you to do another thing because you're like, right. ooh, I yeah. like that little hit of serotonin. What 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 else is on right. my list? It's also like a really good way to shame yourself. If I look over, and I'm like, uh oh, I didn't check off, right. you know, this thing that I definitely had to do today, then I'm you know I'm more motivated to do it. Um, but also, I have a I have a bunch of like memory issues, and so mm-hmm. writing it out. Mm-hmm ingrains it in my mind um and puts me in that head space to be able to do it Mm -hmm. um and then from there i i can work on multiple projects at once technically but in a Mm -hmm. day i can only really work on one thing
2: yeah i gotcha yeah that makes sense um
0: yeah uh, some people can work can do a lettering pass in the morning and then write something you know new in the afternoon and then read over a third thing <laughs> And then can, I, I can't do that i'm not that, I'm not I, that I, I
1: try there. and it's <laughs> very difficult
0: <laughs> it is it's very difficult um i just i just can't change gears that quickly right i don't have power steering like that like, right i,
1: just, I mean just... like because i feel like emotional is a, i mean our writing is a very emotional thing you know it's like like good, good stories really come from the heart because, because when you sit, when you're in the, when you're, when you're in the story with your characters, when they're in the midst of a scene, um, and, and usually like most scenes, like, you know, we, we, we know the the concept of conflict driving writing, um, or driving story, um, most, most scenes have some kind of conflict, something that those characters are dealing with. And you kind of have to put yourself in that headspace with them and to just, to, to, you know, to do that in one story and then flip to a story that may have a completely different, like, tone.
2: Exactly. You know what I mean? That's exactly. that's
1: difficult, you know? Um So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's – I mean, I, I, I definitely see, um, like, the, the prep involved in, like, do getting it. yourself there.
0: <laughs> I, I respect people that can get up and just be like, and now I will write and are ready to do that. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I just – I need to coax myself like, <laughs> come on, you can do it. You can, right? I know you can do it. Um, right. You know, before we started recording, we were talking about how writing 90% of it is a mental, you have to get over that mental hurdle. Right, um, right. And I, I am not very fit. So I got, <laughs> I got to give myself the best chance. <laughs> yeah. So when I like, like
1: when I, when I, when I, when I sit down, I always tell myself that, um, or, or actually when I'm planning to do something like, Like when I'm before I get to the process, it's usually in the car in the shower. Because we're in a car in the shower, you feel like you can do everything. You're like, yeah, I'm gonna knock out all of this stuff when I
0: get out. (laughs) Just two hours and I'll be done. Right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, But but like, it never happens quite that. Like reality is completely different from the fantasy that's in your head. Uh, while you're stuck in traffic, you know, um, <laughs> of the things that you aspire to do once you once you get out of this traffic. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, welcome. I mean, that's Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, uh, but I, I found that that a lot, a lot, that, that what the case is a lot more is to set re uh, uh realistic times for your writing thing. Yeah. Like if you if you're stuck in traffic, you know you're gonna get home at six. Do not write that you're that you're gonna write at six fifteen. It's just not gonna happen. No. I mean, you just got home, you know. <laughs> it's 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 more reasonable to have a, a particular set time that's that's on your schedule every day. You know, I get home at this time, family time. You know, I gotta exactly. decompress, whatever. You know, eight o'clock. Let's put in a little bit of you know. I'm talking about like if you're working nine to five, like after work. No, no, for yeah. sure. And
0: and for years, I mean, mm-hmm. I like I said, I, I was. a, you know, until the end of 2017, I was mm. also working, mm. I worked night security at, uh, at a museum. And so, right. uh, you know, I'd be right. in at work, you know, I'd be, I have to get ready for work at around like 11 to mm. get there by midnight to, you know, mm. start my shift and then get home. You know, I'd get off at like 830 and then like all this stuff and then I'd have to come home and write um and it's hard. Right.
1: It's really hard. Cra- crazy writer question, because you mentioned a museum. <laughs> so, cra- <laughs> so I, I, I'm very, I'm very much in the belief of, of opening your, turning your writer brain on. Oh um, sure. And, wh- and what I mean by that is like asking questions about everything. Yeah, Museums yeah. are places of knowledge, like vast knowledge. I don't know what parts of the museum you were able to walk around in, but did you ever find oh. yourself <laughs> seeing things, reading things, looking at the exhibits? And getting oh, yeah. ideas or, or, oh, or things yeah. to learn and research from. Do you, I mean, if, just in case you have any off the top of your head, do you have any, any?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I worked at the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York uh, for just under four years, and mm-hmm. most of that time was as a night guard. Right. Uh, and there's a bunch of really cool stuff. Uh, that the public can never see. Like we, we both patrolled like inside the building, and it's not really patrolling. It's mm-hmm. checking for like leaks, making sure there's nothing like broken, like that kind of stuff. Right, right. Um, absolutely. you know, just upkeep stuff, making sure that there are no doors that popped open because they're magnetic. Uh, you know, <laughs> that kind of stuff. They don't. They, right. They're that. That's one thing that's very good. They they usually don't. Um, but like if it's raining, it's an old building. You know, so that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Um, uh, and so I'd look at all the art. Uh, I loved when I started working there, I loved art as a concept, uh, but I didn't know very much about art. And then as I worked there during the day and then at night, like I got to know like movements in art history and like different, you know, people who worked with different mediums. So it was super cool. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, all that cool stuff aside, there's also <laughs> cool stuff the public never sees because right. it's all part of the inner workings of the building. So in the Met, uh, in there's a there's a bunch of basements, and in the sub-basement of one mm-hmm. wing, there's another sub-basement where you go through wow. a boiler room and go even lower, and mm-hmm. behind that boiler is a door. And mm-hmm. what you find behind that door is an old elevator shaft. They put in a freight elevator shaft, so huge. And then right, they were like, right. actually, we're not going to put an elevator here. Forget that. We're just going to put a boiler room here instead. Mm. Uh, and at one point, it flooded. Oh, wow. Just so completely flooded. And so you open this door and you walk about five feet and then there's this elevator shaft that is, I don't know how many feet it goes down, uh, but it's full of water. <laughs> and in it, there are koi fish
1: wow
0: they're just like a dozen <laughs> humongous koi fish that the caretaker of the grounds take you know feeds the koi fish i don't know how they got there this
1: sounds like um, something in a like a fantasy so novel. that's
0: like a real thing and so of right. course like that alone i was like i could just write that down and that'd be cool but i right. got a lot of ideas i was like what if what if it what if there was a siren in the middle of this museum like what if mm. like because you hear first of all it's haunted that's just true. Uh, very haunted. <laughs> gotcha. Everything there is stolen, and people died on them. So like, right, it's right, very haunted. Right. Uh, but like, you know, you hear weird things over the radio. Things echo weird, and I was like, what if? What if like there was a guard who was hearing this singing? Right. And they they come to this place, and it's a siren. And so I got like a, an idea for a short story that I have not finished, but I definitely <laughs> <laughs> have been working on. But that, that's um,
1: that's so awesome though. Like that's that's a perfect example of what, I, like, you know, that other question of, like, where do you, where do you get ideas from? Um, it's a perfect <laughs> example of that. It's just like, you just, you just have to, your mind just has to be open to it. You know what I mean? Like, there's something, there, the unique things like that, like, that's, Super unique, like uh, a koi fish <laughs> pond created by an old elevator shaft and a haunted museum. Like that's just, you know, uh, <laughs> so when you, I mean, I'm sure people in their odd jobs, they've run into things like this, like, you know, yeah. that, you know, that people just would never know about or never see, you know, just situations like that. And that's where those, like, those really creative ideas come from. I think, you know, and, and then you, you sit down and you, you jot it out and, and it may not even be like, sometimes it doesn't turn out to be a basis for a whole story it may be the basis for a setting a
0: character. yeah uh, or, or a setting or, yeah, or, a set. yeah, or a character
1: yeah or a scene or 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 what have you you know and just you know that that's what writing is about to me like as far as like getting getting creative ideas it, it comes from like really what you see take into yourself and then put back out in a different way i love when i'm reading something yeah. and i learn something like from what i'm reading um, oh same
0: and and one of the things I think that people really, like we were talking about this before we started as well, like mm-hmm. people give you this advice of just sit down and write. And what, pe- <laughs> you know, uh, what the people receiving that advice don't realize is that they don't mean just write a whole story start to finish and it'll be right. perfect and that'll be it. It's like, no, like that, that thing that's in there that you're thinking about right now, just write that down. Right, it doesn't exactly. have to, just a snippet or mm-hmm. a person's name or like, the you know, like just write that down because you're not, as a writer, you're not. Some people are, but you're not just a vehicle for inspiration in the gods. That's not your job. (laughs) You're a puzzle solver. Mm -hmm. You take little pieces of stuff and you assemble a really, really bitchin' puzzle. That's your job. (laughs) Absolutely. And Um, so that's, like, I love, I I agree with that. I think that, like, also part of it is, and and this is me personally, not everyone, but I I was a huge nerd, I am a huge nerd. Um and one of the things that nerds love to do no matter what thing they're a nerd about, could be music, could be movies, whatever, is you sit around and chat with other nerds about it and then you mm-hmm. you talk about what if, right?
1: Right, exactly. Yeah.
0: And I think that that really that works that muscle of like mm-hmm. because then you can just do it on your own and you're like, "Oh, but yeah. what if this one thing was different right now? What right. what would that be like?"
1: <laughs> the what if, that's the that's the key, that's the key question. That's the that's the idea spawning question right there. You know, yeah. the the what if. That's why there's so many what if like when it comes to comic books. That's why there's so many, you know, fans that say, Yo, yo, well what if Superman was born not on Krypton and I don't know, Oa or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Could you imagine Green Lantern Superman that, right? yeah, yeah, already, yeah. <laughs> already, I'm like, oh what if? Like what, <laughs> yeah, what I if, love if. those kinds of things because exactly. I feel like it's keeping your own thing fresh as well where it's mm-hmm. like, yes, we have Canon and that is important because continuity mm-hmm. is important for human beings. Right. Uh, but like <laughs> having that, what if gives you a little bit of extra extra room to just play. And I think that's, that's also right. something that's really important for writing is, is play
1: that, right, you know, right.
0: it's also super serious and like, whatever, but have mm-hmm.
1: fun. Yeah, Figure so, it out. So, so earlier you were, you were talking a whole lot about planning, uh, you know, getting yeah. yourself enhanced on music uh, see, you know, like, like really getting yourself in the, in the mode, in writing mode, right? Yeah, um, sorry, that was a bell. I <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so you were talking a, a lot about that. Um, and that really brings me to the idea of planning versus panting. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a guess <laughs> <laughs> that you're very much more on the, on the planning, like the plotting side, like, like outlines and, and that kind of thing. I might mean, be wrong. But... I am now.
0: Uh I see I am now because I made mistakes. <laughs> I gotcha. think whoo I used to live just just live fast, die hard. That's right. what I used to write, like like <laughs> all right, we'll figure out where we're going. Right. Uh, but one of the things that being accountable to other people <laughs> has forced me to acknowledge is that I you know, if it's not just for your at your own pace and mm-hmm. for yourself you can really screw up someone else's day by not at least bare minimum doing some light planning. Um, and with prose, it's different for me than with comics. I don't, I usually write short story prose, so I can get away with being a lot more just by the seat of the pants, like having a very general, like ABC. Um, but with comics, I, I'm not the person that's executing the comic. That's not my job. The right. comic is a visual medium and the artist the colorist and the letterer are doing all of the visual stuff. (laughs) So like, if I don't know where I'm going, I can really screw up the train and, and even worse. And I, I found this out the hard way, uh, (laughs) you know, comics are paced in a certain way. Even if you're doing a graphic novel, as opposed to single issues, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to pace. It can't be top heavy and it can't be end heavy. You know what I mean? Like you have to have a very even pace of how you disseminate information and reveal cool stuff. And, and also just how you, how your characters develop, how all of that, mm. that arc does. And so if you don't plan that out, you can be missing vital pieces at the end that you really wanted to talk about right, that you maybe exactly. even didn't figure out into the middle. Um, for me, the, the, the outlining stage, and I, I outline now very heavily, like mm. I do a page by page. Um, right, yeah. I just, dis- I do my discovery there, mm-hmm. um, for me, that's the part where I go, oh, I didn't even realize that's what I was writing about. Okay, <laughs> how do I support that? Because if you figure out issue three of your five issues that you really wanted to talk about X, mm. but you've been talking about Y, and mm. issues one and two are already done,
2: right, right, you're asked
0: <laughs> out. <laughs> like, um, so if you figure it out before, then then you can go, oh, I can I can tweak this and and not ask the artist to right. have to do
1: extra stuff. Um, as far as the page by page, because I've talked about that before, in, in, in my own words, What what's what? How are your page by pages done? Like, how do you? How would you describe how how those
0: work? What I tend to do um, is, especially when I'm I'm. Sending, I, I send pretty detailed outlines to my editors, uh, just because I I feel like that's that's the best <laughs> time to get help. Right? <laughs> like they're already they're going to edit it later too, but like the best time to really get help to be like, does this work? Is at that, that point. So mm-hmm. the the outline that I send to them is actually a scene by scene, which is where I'll describe what happens in usually a paragraph or two. I'll give a page like you know page two to five or whatever, and then when I go back in for myself, I will take a legal pad of paper. I write. I write by hand first, and then <laughs> type. Oh, I love to hurt myself, uh, <laughs> but I'll write. I understand? <laughs> it's just, it's just it, that's what being a writer is. It's about uh, <laughs> I'll write one dot. This is roughly what happens on this page. Two right. dot. This is roughly, and it's usually a sentence per mm, page. Yeah. But like yeah. having as much experience as I do right now, which is not the most in the world, but I've definitely gotten into a rhythm. I know generally how many panels would be fair to put on a page for an emotional mm-hmm. beat. Right, and so right. I could kind of envision it. So I go, all right, well, roughly this is it. Um, <laughs> gotcha. So that if anyone was to pick it up, um, I actually have one right here, <laughs> which your, <laughs> your listeners can't see but <laughs> if anyone's to pick it up, they basically know what was going on, but they, it would just be plot stuff.
2: Right. Right.
0: When I write, from the page by page is where the emotional stuff comes through.
2: Gotcha, um, gotcha. And
0: for me, like the, I think that's the strength also of outlining is like mm-hmm. get the plot crap out of the way so that you can really figure out how to be emotional with your writing and how to be vulnerable.
1: Right. Yeah. I can I can, I can definitely see that because I, I I found that in, in planning you kind of you can you can get a roadmap you know <laughs> and then also you feel you feel more comfortable um yeah. once you have a roadmap because it's you, like everything in front of you isn't as like pitch black it may be still like a little hazy like maybe there's a little <laughs> fog out there you know <laughs> some some And things are... change
0: too like right the right. page, page you're like oh actually I, I think this is what is important here so let me shift stuff but like right yeah right. that's a that's a g- genius way to describe it i'm gonna use that if you <laughs> a road Got map you. right because i hear people say like oh it takes the magic out of writing if you plan and blah blah, blah. it's like if you're going on a road trip and you have a map you still don't know what you're gonna encounter. You just know exactly. how to get there, like you yeah. know what I mean. Right. So I'm gonna,
1: right. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, like, like it, I feel, I always feel more comfortable. Like every, like the first drafts of anything, even the first outlines of anything for me always suck. I'm like, oh, this, yeah. this sucks. I mean, like, cause, cause at first you have like this. First, you're excited, or at least in my experience, you're excited because you're like, oh yeah, I got all these ideas. I'm gonna put this scene in there. I know for sure this there's gonna be a panel that looks just like this. It's gonna look like a. <laughs> Like a chun li spinning bird kick that this character's doing. Like, I know for sure that's happening. Super dope. <laughs> you know, like whatever, like, whatever it is, like, you're like, I know for sure that's going in there, no matter what else, you know? And then you, and then you're like, then you start to get to the kind of outline thing. You're like, what do you even fit this in? Like, what do you, like, you know, like the cool, all the cool stuff I was thinking about, like, does this even work? And then, like, the cool stuff may start to seem not as cool as you go. And then it's kind of like, is it even necessary? And then you're like, what's my then other things? What's my editor gonna do? <laughs> it's like, they're gonna they're gonna cut it.
0: <laughs> Although I will say, I so I, oh God, that 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 is truly the worst part. That is the disservice right. that we do to ourselves and to our editors. Actually, <laughs> um, is that we self-edit before we even get there, and it's like, no, wait, let them let them do their job. <laughs> if they're right, gonna right. cut it.
2: True, then true. let them
0: cut it. But like, <laughs> that's hard, right? Because you're like, all right, I want to make their job easier, and mm-hmm. I also want to make sure that this gets made or whatever. So I have to, and it's like, th- no one wants you for your for your censored ideas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> they want you for yeah. you
0: you know what I mean. I think too, part of my process throughout the whole process, is talking. Um, I'm a big mm. talker. I <laughs> didn't learn how to read or write until I was like 10. So I was late. Mm. So like, I got out most of my idea stuff by chatting with people. And even now, like sometimes, especially when I'm having a lot of trouble motivating, I'll call up a friend and be like, hey, what are we working on? You know, what are you working on? Or let's exchange ideas or hey, can I like, can I use up a little bit of your time? Cause I want to talk something through before I commit it to the page. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually if I'm having a block, like a mental block that will shake it loose because right,
2: right.
0: writing is so lonely. And also the gratification comes so much later, especially, especially prose with well, comics too. Like it's months mm-hmm. and months and months. And so like, <laughs> You know, you need that instant gratification of like, is this cool? Did I do a thing that was cool?
1: Right, 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 right. <laughs>
0: just a little. And, then, and it <laughs> also
1: helps you to like it. It gives it some structure because it's very like amorphous in your head. Like, like it's like, yeah. it's like it's there and you know it, but it's hard to like, like explain it to anybody. And it's like really just like a. But blob. once you
0: can explain it to somebody, then you got right. it. And You're like, ah, now I now I, can, I pinned it down. Right. I wrestled this line down. Um, I
1: don't. I don't know how many times I've explained stuff like like to my wife. And she doesn't know what the heck I'm talking about, but like, <laughs> she doesn't even say anything most of the time. I'm just talking, <laughs> and yeah. then, and then while I'm talking, I'm like, "Oh, I figured it out." Yeah, okay, that's all right. That's that was supposed to happen, and then she just kind of like,
0: "You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> there was a I, I heard this story uh, on a podcast. Um, it was told by Kelly Sudaconic, so it's mm-hmm. this I is apocryphal, policy. right? But yeah. like, apparently, there's this thing called talk to, talking to the duck. That was like actually like a tech thing, like a maybe a web design or like some sort of tech and design thing where this guy was a manager and his people kept coming into his office, interrupting him Mm -hmm. to ask him questions about how to do their job or what they should be doing. And they would figure it out as they were talking to him. And he was like, now I can't do my job. Y'all are insulting (laughs) me. And so he made a rule and he put a little duck outside the door and he was like, first you talk to the duck. And if you have not figured it out before you, you know, after talking to the duck, then you'd come talk to me. And I right. feel like as writers, we do that shit to
2: our, <laughs> to our loved ones business. all
0: the time, where it was like, hold on one second. And then we're just talking out loud. And then we're like, oh, good talk. And they're just like, all right, <laughs> I guess.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It's, 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 it's like one of those things that it's so hard to get unless you're like there, unless you're doing it. You know, yes. it's kind of like <laughs> that's why that's why she always look at me like 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 I'm crazy whenever I, whenever I do it. But I'm just like, don't don't worry, you you did what you were supposed to do. You, yeah, you,
0: you were a great help. <laughs>
1: right, right. <laughs> like you listened or didn't, but I still talked.
0: <laughs> you need it. You need to get it out. And I feel like right. that comes to like. Storytelling is is as human as anything else as our DNA right like mm. since we became humans, and even before we were Homo sapiens, we were telling stories mm. and usually for for much of that it was oral right, right, um, right. and especially as black people <laughs> like we have a very heavy oral tradition, especially in this country for many reasons, mm-hmm. and so like I feel like connecting with that as writer is really. It Mm. it gives you that extra thing that you can't just get from a blank page. Right. Because a blank page is scary as hell. Right.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I just
0: write shit on the page, like it's just nonsense, and I'm like, cool, it's not blank anymore, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Talking it out, and then right after that conversation, usually you feel like you can put something on the page. Um, But then, but so, so we talked about a little bit about like you know uh, planning, getting something down on the page, uh, a little about a little bit about pacing, which is. Huge! In, it's it's huge. It's in com- very I mean, it's important vital in, in comics. It's, yeah, it's important in, in in other things too. But like comics, really, like that's I, I learned yeah. really really quick that man. Like, I mean, you know, you know the con What's that? What's that? uh concept. Every word counts. Like you know that yes. that basic concept. Um, in comics, Either man, it's it's like like your dialogue bubbles you don't want to -to overdo it because you you can't have people talking too much because the space of the art versus the bubbles on the page you keep forgetting
0: (laughs) too you're like oh yeah there's the other stuff that's way cooler than the dialogue i feel like too one of the things that like i was a little bit lucky in that i worked at a comic book shop for on and off for 10 years before i worked at the museum and 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 did comics professionally Mm -hmm. um and so we would talk about all the books that are coming out all the time and why they sucked and why they didn't suck and all this stuff. <laughs> and one of the things that like it really primed me to do is go, well, why do I like certain things? Yeah. What yeah. appeals? Like, even if I don't necessarily like a writer or a story or even an artist, like, but I'm drawn to a, like the book, why? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I think that one of the biggest parts, which has to do with pacing is the creative team respecting the uh, the, the, the reader's role in a comic. Mm-hmm. To me, readers are very involved when they're reading comics. It's not like Mm -hmm. watching a movie or reading prose. Like you do a lot of work as a reader. What happens between the panels, you Mm -hmm. do that. Right. Right. And so like to have someone that respects that and does and doesn't do something like, Well, you need to see every single step of this person walking through the room for no reason. If Mm -hmm. there's a reason, fine. But like that part of pacing, I feel like when you're first starting out, you don't really realize that, like, mm-hmm. remember, the thing you like about comics is that they treat you like you're smart. <laughs> like,
1: it's, it's, this is why I like tell everybody stuff. to read Understanding Comics by Scott McCloud.
0: Incredible. Like, <laughs> comics is so good. And, and also just, my, my biggest thing, too, is, like, reread the books that you like yeah. and then find that author talking about, you know, that artist talking about why they, because mm-hmm also artists do a lot of the pacing Oh
2: yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> like writers yeah. writers
0: do work as well but like artists do mm-hmm. all kinds of like not just in the layouts but like i've been very lucky in that all my collaborators have been very involved and like they'll be like i'm going to change this page and i'm like good because you probably had a better <laughs> idea like you would actually know what comic books look like when you draw them so like right
2: right um, right
0: and so like hearing the creative people talk about why they made the choices to me is really like mm-hmm. that's really what soaks into my brain Um sorry, I ramble a lot you could just oh, no,
1: it's all there. no it's, it's it's all good it's all good <laughs> I mean it's good stuff, it's good stuff um I mean you making me think about like the you know the artists i mean another thing about comics, the artist and writer collaboration um it's it's such a such a big deal being open to communication um I believe the writer giving the artist room is is a big deal too
0: gotta um, gotta do it.
1: You know, cause art, artist is gonna know certain things on the page that a writer, even, even if a writer, even if that writer is an artist, and even right. if that writer, even if that writer hasn't worked in a comics for a while, there's gonna be things that artists may see, um, because they're the active artist in that book at the time, um, right. that the writer may not see when you're in the, just the words phase, you know? And,
0: and also too, mm-hmm. one of the things that I love, you know, when you can tell an artist is, it, Involved in the project, not just literally, but like also their heart is in it, is that mm-hmm. they put in stuff that you didn't even talk about. Yeah. That, that <laughs> probably does, I mean, underscores the point better, but like mm-hmm. even stuff like in the background, like some of my favorite stuff are background gags or mm-hmm. gags that were extended that like the writer <laughs> had, like, oh, this is a one panel, and the artist was like, no, that's a page because it's freaking hilarious. Or like <laughs> something like that, you know what I mean? Right, right. All of these visual cues mm-hmm. that like, yeah. I'm not smart enough to think of it all. And also (laughs) I can't draw. So (laughs) uh, to me too, like the difference there between when you're, when you're writing um, between prose and comics is prose, you're writing for the reader. Like, you you know, Mm -hmm. it will be edited and and all that kind of stuff, but you are writing to speak directly to the reader. And as a, you know, when you're writing comics, you're, you're not, Mm -hmm. as far as you're concerned, the reader is not a, is not a factor. Like that's not true. But like when you're Mm -hmm. physically writing, you're not Right. right. They'll never read that. Unless right. you decide to publish your script, <laughs> you're writing for your for your collaborator. You're writing for your artist, mm-hmm. and it's a conversation, or mm-hmm. it should be. I've read scripts where it's definitely not a conversation, and and it comes out, you know, the comic comes out stiff. Right,
2: right. It comes
0: right. out like c- constrained. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you need to be talking to your artists in the way that makes sense for them,
1: mm-hmm. and you
0: need to be leaving them as much room as you can. To do the things that they care about. Um, if right. it's not, even if it's licensed stuff, like I write a lot of licensed stuff as well as writing creator own stuff. And even there, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, Hey, I'm always very clear up front where I'm like, uh, you, you know what I'm trying to say. So if you, if you want to do it in a different way, <laughs>
2: right, right.
0: Vaya con Dios. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure there's <laughs> that, are, but also I'll do things like I, I try and give a middle ground of like, Like detail, where I'm like, I'll do a panel breakdown, but you can ignore Mm -hmm. it. And then sometimes I'm like, I'm not even gonna bother doing a panel breakdown here. I'm gonna describe Mm -hmm. the action almost, almost like we're having a conversation Mm -hmm. because this will come out better if you take the things that you think are visually the most important from this conversation.
1: Right. So I'll write like you know a couple of paragraphs. Knowing your artist is is big in that aspect. I, I I always I keep wondering. I wish that I could just talk to, like. Matt Fraction and David Aja in the same room, and we'll I, I, sad, they, can't, they can't be separate. I need to talk to them together
0: Yes, I have to as a know.
1: <laughs> I have to know how Hawkeye happened <laughs> because we
0: need to talk to the editor too. I know that like that was oh, yeah. probably a very oh man. That I, team... I need them
1: all together mm. because mm. the paneling in that book. So it's good. just so
0: <laughs> so good. You know what? I think it was the same team. I know it was it was it was Matt and David for for uh, Iron Fist, but I think it was the same editor too. And it's yeah. just like they the, you you have made me care about white boys I do not care about. I gotta tell you, right? Like, that is a skill.
1: It's just <laughs> like, I'm like I'm like wow. I mean like he's and 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 then Hawkeye in that book wasn't even he was he was being so so regular like he was, <laughs> he, was, he, a was normal human he was like the dude who was just trying to get up to his apartment and go to sleep like it was <laughs> and and he, I would into, <laughs> and he would run into these to these guys and just keep running into stuff and he's like "Ah, oh, all right let me <laughs> like i'm an no, avenger like, i guess so let me <laughs> that
0: gag with the with the the Tracksuit mob was maybe the funniest oh, thing of all yeah. time. I still yep. laugh about hey, that. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh,
1: but, but yeah, stuff like stuff like that is, is what I, that's what I like to see the behind the scenes of. Like, like, how did that come to be? Because there's some page, there's a page. I mean, there's probably more than one, but I'm thinking of a page that has 24 panels on it. Yeah, You know, um, and it's a conversation between Kate and, and, uh, Clint. And it's just, I mean, the, the, the beats are just so, Good. Some panels have one word in it, you know, and it's a back and forth conversation. And it's just like, how do you get how do you like I, I can't imagine them not having being sitting in the same room. I mean, they probably weren't. It was probably over line. But, you know, yeah, for
0: sure. I mean, I, I, I imagine, too, because they'd worked together before, like yeah. they both knew what they were capable of. That's really the best part about mm-hmm. working on something either for a long time or with with the same team. Right, yeah, Is that, that you would. can be like, all right, I know what you can do. Let's hop on the phone and just talk about this, or let's, <laughs> you know, like
2: whatever. Right, right.
0: When I co-write stuff with uh, Danny Lore, like we just mm-hmm. we just get on the phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, we used to just go hang out because you know they live in the Bronx and I live in Brooklyn, and so it's oh, only a two-hour sense. trip. Right. right. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> worth it. Um, but you know, I you know I would do this with other collaborators with with you know artists that I was collaborating with too. Um, liana kangas is is one of my best friends mm. and like when we were doing uh black af devils die i, w- I would be like can we just hop yeah. on the phone like i know i'm sending you a script but can- <laughs> let's, let's talk this through like <laughs> right
1: right i mean honestly that's i mean that's if it, like to me like I, i'm wish you on that like the like the vocal conversation back and forth like that's really where you get the meat of it because like yeah it's in the script okay i, I kind of i wrote it there but it's kind of like Again, writing is emotional. You know what I mean? If you, maybe you can hear something in my voice that tells you what I'm trying to do with this. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's, it's just like, I don't know. Like when I'm thinking about the opening, opening scenes in Livewire, um, number one, uh, I mean, that was like traumatic. Like that was, that was like a huge, uh, I mean, like it was just like.
0: <laughs> so I I was already obsessed with Arul and and Patricia before because they did like secret weapons and they've done other stuff like they're right, really right, incredible right. both together and separate uh, and I was super intimidated um, and uh, we couldn't hop on the phone unfortunately but we ended up communicating a lot through email mm-hmm. and through DM I'm a huge like I'm like just text me like <laughs> right
2: yeah yeah I got you.
0: <laughs> and like that was one of the things where I I really wanted to impress on them I was like hey this is I love this character, but this is your house. Like I'm coming into your house. You've done this already. You know what I mean? You know, you're the one that informs me about how things work. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's have a conversation here about like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I, one of the things that I do both when I pitch and, and at the beginning of a number one, especially, Mm -hmm. um, for the artist is that I'm like, Hey, this is my interpretation of the character. And I'll spend like half a page being like, this is who I think the character is and what motivates them and all this stuff. So this is where I'm coming from. Um yeah. And with them, I was like, if I'm wrong, let me know. <laughs> like, but I feel like too, like that's useful for me because then I have to, I, I keep going, okay, but would this character do this or okay, like just mm-hmm. based on how I understand them, but for them too, to, you know, I can only describe so much without getting in the way. I want them to just Mm -hmm. know the headspace that I'm in, so that they can be like, "All right, well, if this is happening, then this is how she feels about it." Mm -hmm. You know, Um, which
1: I, which I imagine is why sometimes when it comes to a page, instead of writing every panel's description, you might give them, "All right, here's the, this is the what's going on here," um, and panel it out. You know, based on, based on the the feeling of
0: this scene. You know, yeah, absolutely. I want to. My thing has always been, and I try and. as much as I can, whenever I'm done with a project or in the middle of a project, whatever mm-hmm. when we have time, I like to do kind of like check in and be like, Hey, what's working for you and what's not, right, because right. I, I want to, <laughs> you know, unfortunately when you're doing license work, you don't always know who you're writing for before you start. You will eventually, mm-hmm. <laughs> but so I want to find a kind of nice middle ground in a script where I'm not making them do more work than they need to do. And sometimes mm-hmm. that means I'm going to do panel breakdowns for you. So you don't have to, think too much about the breakdown in the scene. Right, but sometimes right. like you said, that means being like, I'm not gonna do panel breakdowns, I'm just gonna we're just gonna rap about this real quick. Mm-hmm. And here you go. Here here's what basically emotionally and physically is happening, however mm-hmm. you want to block it. Right, right. One of the things that I I think is my job, is my actual job, is to make their job as easy as possible.
2: Right. Absolutely. Um,
0: and that and that goes for colorists and that goes for letterers too. And I feel extra bad for colorists and letterists in that however much time I have and however much time the artists have, which is not nearly enough, they have Mm -hmm. a fraction of that time (laughs) to do what they need to do. And so it's like whatever you can do at your, whatever point you are along the way to make the job easier Mm -hmm. that you got to do that. And so like, I'll ask, I'll be like, what do you want? (laughs) Like, do you want me to be more descriptive? Less? Mm -hmm. Um, I was told by an artist, uh, the best thing you can do is give an emotion, give an action and get the hell out of the way. And I was like, excellent. That's what I would do. <laughs> like, I'm totally happy. Um, so what I'll do is when I'm getting into the nitty gritty of the script, what I'll do is I'll put all of the tone and pertinent kind of like background information that you need to have, including setting, before I start going into panel breakdowns. Right,
2: right. So you
0: can read that once, but when you have to sit down and draft, mm-hmm. you know, the layouts or, or whatever, you can just hit directly into, all right, what's the action, what's the emotion?
1: Right. Gotcha. You. Gotcha. You. Yeah. I mean, I'm, th- I'm, th- I'm thinking about this. And I'm thinking about the concept of, a, of emotion in writing. And, um, <clears throat> I, I feel so far from stuff I've read of yours, uh, you have, you have very, uh, well, I, I, actually, I don't want to say that exactly. I was going to say character driven stuff, but I was only thinking that because everything feels so impactful, you know, <laughs> like, like <laughs> even small scenes feel like impactful. And that's, that's powerful. So I wanted to kind of ask, uh, when it comes to like, character versus obviously the other big aspect of writing the plot um how do you how do you make your plot uh work for your character's story arc how do you how do you make that plot uh kind of i don't know, fit in like a not a lego but uh <laughs> you know. actually
0: think about writing a little bit like doing Legos. So. right right
1: but how do, you, how do you make it like kind of like like fit in like the situation that's going on in a plot how do you make that fit in with your character's uh story arc in that story so if i'm
0: huh. if if let's just we'll talk about licensed stuff just because with creator own stuff it's like you make up the whole thing is your choice. <laughs> like, you can do whatever you <laughs> want. Should... Um but with licensed stuff, if I'm pitching the story from beginning to end, um mm-hmm. instead of just being brought in for something, I pitch I think about the character first.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I think about all right, I know there's gonna have to be punching and explosions or whatever, but like what's a meaningful story that can only be told with this character? Mm-hmm. Um and so, plot for me will usually come out of that. Um, mm. Even if I have like a scenario, right? So, like I, I wrote this um, this mini series called Prisoner X, it was an X Men book.
2: Mm-hmm. It
0: was following like Bishop and Danny Moonstar, and,
2: and you know a whole oh, bunch nice.
1: <laughs>
0: of X folks that I love, uh, Bishop especially. Yeah. Uh, I just. I can't help it. I know he's a like a time cop, but I just love
1: him. I no, I mean that's 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 the best thing about him. <laughs> a, a black time cop. Like he's experiencing things in every like in different parts of history. Yeah, I think that's pretty dope.
0: <laughs> I was like, he goes to jail, and I was like, okay, <laughs> but what does that mean for Bishop? Because what it means for Bishop. As a black man, as a mutant, as all these other things means something very different than Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: right.
0: Uh, and and, and right. that doesn't mean the Cyclops is going to have a fun time in prison. That's not what I'm talking about. But what right. I'm saying is the story I would tell for Bishop is a different story than what I would tell for Scott Summers. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Exactly. And so yeah.
0: from kind of examining who, what I thought was the core of Bishop's character and also the experiences that he's had, I, you know, I crafted my pitch based out of that and Mm -hmm. the things that i wanted to say because i had bishop as you know the the audience character it's an ensemble book but like he's the entry into this prison Right, right. um and so i was like i got a lot to say about a black man going to prison for being in a relationship with a white woman (laughs) like (laughs) i got a lot to say about that um yeah and i got a lot to say about what prison does to women and people with mental disabilities and people who are viewed as animals and people all these things like, I, was, I got a lot to say about that mm-hmm. uh, and I would not tell those same stories if those weren't the characters right so right, right. for me even though it was definitely an X-Men plot there's mind control stuff and a lot of punching <laughs> and, and there's like robots that have galaxies in their faces like it's it's cool I, I like that <laughs> stuff Um but for me, the heart of it was the character and the plot came from that. Now, if mm-hmm. I'm given a plot, which I have been mm-hmm. before, which is totally fine, I love a challenge. <laughs> I think to myself, why would a character be involved in this plot?
2: Right, I got you, right.
0: Um, so when I was doing Black AF, uh, the story was was outlined by quanta because it is his universe and he was like, this is the mm. kind of book that we need, but we need your voice on it, basically, which right, I was right. like, very honored. Uh, <laughs> I think I was one of the first people to write in that universe that wasn't him and his like original collaborators. And I was like, that right, is, that's
1: right. true. That's, me. I mean, that's huge. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, I mean, to trust someone else with your baby like that, that's wild. Um, mm-hmm. but he was like, here's the basic plot. Mm-hmm. Here are the characters. And I was like, all right, what, what makes sense for these characters in how mm-hmm. they hook into this plot? emotionally gotcha. and, and based on their background what makes sense and you know mm-hmm. a couple of things got shift around and changed because it just made sense for the characters but that when you say like character driven stories versus plot to me they have to be intertwined or else it just doesn't work
2: Right. like right.
0: it's just to me it falls flat if, if,
1: mm-hmm.
0: if you can replace the character in the you know in the lead role or in any of the roles and the story mm-hmm. isn't changed I don't buy that stuff
1: yeah that's I don't want to name any particular movies because I don't want to make anybody mad, but <laughs> i just say a, a movie that has a, if there's a movie that has a general or book or in a movie book, whatever that has a general, let's just say like your, your, your typical, there's somebody like, I don't know, like let's say a ransom story. You know, somebody <laughs> says, Hey, you, you, I need you to go get this thing or I'm going to kill this person. You know what I mean? Um, we well, use Rush Hour because everybody loves Rush Hour. That's a good, they good sure. movies. Yeah. But it's, but I mean, but the plot itself is basic, you know, cause it's a different kind of movie. So it's not, it's not to, it's not to, I'm not cutting up Rush Hour people. Don't get mad. No, anymore. no, sure, sure. <laughs> I love, I love Rush Hour, right? But, but, but generally those movies, we love them because of the, it's Chris Tucker and, and Jackie Chan. You know what I mean? Like that's, them wrong. <laughs> that's so, that's, that's why, that's why we, that's why we love the movie. Not necessarily because of the, I mean, honestly, you could put them almost anywhere. Right. Like, almost. I mean, I'm not saying there's not a better situation to put him in, but I mean, like, if you give them a plot, as long as there's going to be explosions and they got to save somebody or, or get something, then it'll be, it'll be fine. You know, but, but then when you, when you get into, uh, I mean, but what can help strengthen that story is if there is something that is directly related to, uh, suckers. What is his name? What was his character's name? I don't know. Carter. I don't know. Carter, yeah, Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if there's something directly related to Carter and and, and Lee and what they're doing in that story that directly impact, and I think there was something in wasn't his sister or somebody captured in three? I can't remember. But.
0: Oh my god, number three! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I no, I, I I see where you're coming from, and you're right. Yeah. I think that like <clears throat> there are problems in those movies. I love them as well.
2: Right. Yeah. They yeah. are of their
0: time. But <laughs> they're, so they're, let me yeah. let me get that part yeah. out of the way. They are definitely. That's very time. true. But I think one of the things that is interesting about those movies is that, like, if you took out Chris Tucker and put in, I don't know, bro, like Liam Neeson, that's a different story. Because part of part of like Tucker's whole thing, like his character, was like he wasn't taken seriously. And I'm like, but (laughs) you take Liam Neeson seriously, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and part of in in the second one too, like it takes place like not it's not in America. (laughs) (laughs) They go somewhere else, and and it's a fish out of water story, right? Um, Mm -hmm. and so having Lee there who speaks like the language, like that changes if it's, you know, I don't know who, who's who doesn't speak the language. (laughs) Um, So I I feel like changing those characters would kind of change the story. And, and, Mm -hmm. and that's the, what if that we're interested in too, right? Right,
1: right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but
0: there are definitely, there are definitely movies or, or, or books or comics where you're like, huh, this character is almost blank. Like it just yeah. almost doesn't matter who yeah. they are. I, I feel so
1: like I, I feel like in any plot a character will act differently. Like a different person. like you said, like Liam Neeson versus Chris Tucker.
2: I mean, it should. Even I mean, even
1: even even Denzel. Okay, so like Denzel and, and Tucker are both black. But Denzel is like so Denzel, you know he's about yeah. their life. Like so
0: <laughs> Well, so so let's think about another a Denzel uh a Denzel some Denzel cop movies, right? We're like Yeah, my yeah. my favorite that is truly awful, which is Fallen. I love that movie. It's terrible. <laughs> Can you imagine Chris Tucker in that role? <laughs> uh, yeah. You that's,
1: I mean, that yeah, be, that's a different, you know, that's wow. a whole different movie.
0: <laughs> or Chris Tucker in Training Day. Could you just, let's just like think about that for like, a <laughs> second.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a whole, it's a whole, I mean, there's de- yeah, there's definitely actors um, who fit a character for a particular um, movie role. Better. Or, 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 I won't won't say better, but they will, they will change the tone of a movie, uh, very easily. Uh, yeah, you put them in that role. Uh,
0: I think that when it, when it's done poorly is when
1: uh
0: all those mitigating circumstances, not just of like a particular actor, but like Uh of the, of the character aren't taken into account. So, right, right, right. I was at a talk, um, at the New York Public Library a couple of years ago, um, and it was like N.K. Jemison, Victor LaValle, and mm. I always forget her name. I'm so terrible. She wrote City of Brass. She's an incredible writer. I, oh. I apologize. It's like S.A. <laughs> I always forget. I'm sorry. I apologize. I, She's I, not I listening think I know to maybe. i, to, I, to remember, I to <laughs> City of Brass. Also. Great. <laughs> Please read it. Um, yeah. But uh, someone was talking, we were talking about uh, being explicit about when your characters are of color and all this kind of stuff. And, and this woman stood up and was like, well, why do you have to talk about if, it, if they're black, why just like not say anything and people can just assume whatever they want. And, and, and there were two very distinct answers to that question. Um, one was by, by Nora, who I immediately was like, yes, that is my answer. Uh, and she was like, cause well, I fucking said so. <laughs> like, why not? <laughs> you know what I mean? She was not belligerent the, about it at that's... all, but she was like, why, why wouldn't we want to do that? Like right. You know what I mean? And I was like, that's correct. Uh, and then Victor, ever the gentle educator, uh, was like, well, let me let me talk to you about that real quick. <laughs> let me describe a scene to you. Mm-hmm. Man walks into a store, walks to the back of the store, mm-hmm. picks something up, goes to the front of the store, pays for it unharassed and leaves. Yeah. All the black people in this room know that person isn't black. We didn't say that, but the problem is, is that you assume, you know, like the, the, the default in this country is a certain thing. And so you have Mm -hmm. to make it clear when you're talking about someone that's different, because otherwise the assumption is, is the, whatever the default Mm -hmm. is, whether it's white or male or straight or like whatever, Mm -hmm. So you have to specify. And I was like, yes, that's right. also a good answer.
1: <laughs> and, and, and these, and these people, I mean, cause people deal with experiences in different ways. And, um, right. I'm a part of a, of a group called Star Wars Rep Matters. Um, nice. and the one of the biggest things we get from the dude bros all the time is, um, well, it's Star Wars. It's a, it's a different galaxy. You know, it's like, it doesn't matter what can't. people look like. Why can't everybody be white? Who cares if somebody's Asian or There's no Asia in I heard and that so, so many times. I love times. that. I
0: love that. I love that. I get that I get that stuff too. Why can't why can't we be white? And I'm like, "Well, how would you feel if everyone was black?" Cuz you already saw a thing about what? Like, I just... <laughs> now use your empathy muscle and flip it. What do right. we feel like? Like, are you mm. okay with doing that to another person? But like, I feel like those things are important to take into account because right. differences aren't bad. They're Mm -hmm. good, right? Right. And so to to think about a character and be like, all right, this is the leading role, you know, uh, it's gonna be, you know, it's a woman and she is black and she is gay. Let's say like she's queer Mm. or bisexual. Even that's even more fun because that even you know, (laughs) there's even more shit that bisexuals get. Quite frankly, all right. right. Well, that person's gonna move differently through the world than other people. (laughs) Right. Exactly. That should inform the plot and the story. She Mm. can't, you know, like. I'm sorry, but like a black dude can't walk into the store and get the thing at the back, go to the front, unfollowed, unharassed, do all this stuff. It's like right. it's not gonna right. work. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, so like what does that mean for the story? Well that means you have to have an interaction here or an interaction there or explain why you didn't have an interaction, right?
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe yeah.
0: it is a black dude who does these things, but maybe he's a cop. And the yeah. people yeah. so are afraid of that. Like you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and so like again, to me, the plot should absolutely serve the characters. In subtle ways as well as big ways. Like
1: mm-hmm. that's what makes yeah. it interesting. Absolutely. And, and, like that's that's why writing from different perspectives is so 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 very important. Um, I was talking to uh, Sheena Howard on on an earlier mm-hmm. episode about a She's similar awesome. thing. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she has so much knowledge. It's crazy. <laughs> um, But yeah, we, we, we were talking about a, uh, you know, similar, similar topic as this. And I, and I know I've had people message me and asked, um not about this podcast in, in, in particular. Matter of fact, I'm surprised I haven't got anything about this podcast specifically about why we talk about that stuff. But I got a message about our runners chats before <laughs> about why is, why is race always brought up in a writing chat? And it's like, well, it's not really race specifically. It's different experiences. And right. it's, it's, it's that it's, it's impossible to tell a story without thinking about who these people are because you can come up with the basic plot, the basic, a basic kidnapping plot. You know what I mean? But then once you introduce other factors in it, you know, then, then, then the story changes. Was the kid kidnapped? Even the kid that was kidnapped or even if it was a kid, was the person kidnapped? Was that a, a, a little girl or a little boy? You know? Uh, what, what's, what, what's the difference between a, you know, uh, a boy being kidnapped? You know, I, I, I don't know. I'm thinking like, like some, I'm thinking of fresh Hour still. So I'm thinking of like someone like really young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, or, or a little girl being kidnapped. You know, what, what other things? Um, is the person, what are the, going... what are
0: the fears that you have for, for the person? Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Right. What are,
0: and the expectations. <clears throat> um, whether or not they're mm-hmm. wrong, that's separate. But like you, when mm-hmm. you choose a character and characteristics, you are, you are priming people to feel in a certain way.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And you have
0: to think about that. And also, too, I think that that makes it richer. I think that like a story that can be anyone at any time is meaningless almost. Right. Like if I want that, I would just I don't know. Like, I I don't (laughs) I I don't want that.
1: I just I just, I, I just feel like I feel like every as writers, the reason why the reason why race culture background whatever is important is because even even if that character happens to be white most of the time mine's are sorry but (laughs) but even if they do happen to be white you still have to consider you know like like what if uh they were something different in this situation like what like how how do they like you said earlier how do they move in this world you know
0: a good example (laughs) of that is uh is uh james bond right Right, yeah, classically yeah, white yeah. guy, <laughs> <Yeah>, right, <laughs> uh, uh, and a man's man. You know what I mean? Like he's, right, a, yeah, yeah. he's he's absolutely this like ideal kind of like person that we Super built up, dapper,
1: right? nice suit. There's
0: a yeah. whole movie where he goes to Harlem. <laughs> right. My man stakes out in Harlem, right, right. So his being white actually matters, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that changes. You know him moving through. Uh, a busy street in, you know, the white part of London is going to be real different for a spy, real different than right. a, a white <laughs> spy trying to just roll through Harlem. Like
1: Now the spy's kind of standing
0: out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and right. that you can, you, you can use that to your advantage. But, like, you have to mm-hmm. think about that. Like, so mm-hmm. if you're not thinking about those things and you're being a lazy, not a lazy writer, but you're not mm-hmm. being a careful writer. I don't want to say lazy. Right. What right, I want right. to say is you're not doing your due diligence to your mm-hmm. characters. Even like you said, even if they're a white there are situations where that definitely matters.
1: Right, right. <laughs> Cause it's, it's just really thinking about every aspect of these characters. How, where they're from. I mean, I mean, they, like, that's, those are the best stories. Um, I, I'll even use a, a, a book where, where characters are, 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 well, I assume they're all white. I don't really know what they are. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the, the cover art and stuff, they're white. But, uh, but yeah, like, uh, who was I just oh mistborn um look look oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I just finished that so I think I think they're mostly white in there um but I mean they could they could be anything to be honest cuz they're other than like a couple of the main characters the not the descriptions are pretty vague um but yeah there's a character in the main character who she's dealing with you know she was a, a street urchin when she was young you know she was uh you know uh, orphan stuff like that on the street you know, and it's just, she tries to hide herself. Like every, every situation is she, she she balls herself up in a ball. You know, she's trying to not be seen and stuff right. like that. So even like even people's experiences in that way that are not race race related at all are important. Yeah, uh, you know, like like those, those are the. So so. Whenever somebody, I, I say all that to say. Let me bring it back full circle. I say all that to say when people ask why is race important to think about in stories? It's it's because it's just important as that person being a street urgent. It's just important on as exactly. as that person's uh uh gender. These, you it's, you it's know what? Just these the people be that, the same yeah. people.
0: <laughs> that want to play D anD D and they're like, "All right, what well, race am I?" And they're like, "They're they're happy to talk about right. elves and dwarves and giants and tieflings and all that stuff." It's like, "Well, why is it important? Why does that matter?" Well, when you play exactly. the game, it's like, "Yes, right, <laughs> that's,
1: that's right." That's the perfect that, that's example. D anD D. You've
0: already said it yourself. Now, right. now you tell me why it's important.
1: Right, right. <laughs> so so I just think, <laughs> and I, I think it's so boring to do one thing. You know what I mean? Any one thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like, even, even me writing black characters, I, most of the time I will have a, a black character. But then I'm like, man, what, that'd be interesting if this, you know, what if this character was like Chinese American? You know, uh, sure. what if this person was like, you know, like, like, you know, uh, let, let's make this, let's make this character, um, honestly, a lot of my characters are, end up being women because <laughs> it's just different experience for me. Personally, because I'm a dude so I'm like all right yeah let's let's, let's see how how this character would, would, would be in this situation or whatever you know like I just like anything that's just the same all the same it's just like
0: monotony is, is the <laughs> enemy of creation I feel right like. right
1: right exactly um, exactly
0: but it's also um, too like why I feel like I I want that not just in my own work but I want I want things that are different for me and the things that I consume. I hate right, the exactly. word consuming, but like that right, I yeah. take in, right? Like <laughs> I, you know, that's the reason that I read as much as I can uh, mm-hmm. from as many different kinds of people as I can because, or, or watch lots of different stuff. Cause it's right. like, why? <laughs> if <laughs> so, if so everything it, looks the same, it's just boring. Like it's just.
1: So, so we talk we talk a lot about uh, pacing, talk a little bit about character and plot. Uh, and uh, of course, like why it's important for for different backgrounds and, and cultures to be involved in plot. Uh, I, I always have to hit because it's, it's to me it's one of the things that really separates the good books and the great books from like the excellent books. Um, and that is the antagonist or the villain. Oh, I um, love them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're always so, more interesting than the hero. Because <laughs> I, I always
1: feel like when you have like you know you have. I don't know, some, hero, we'll just say James Bond. Um, sure. if they're, if they're villain, I am actually, actually, let's not use him. That's not it is amazing. Uh, let's, uh, let's say, uh, what's old oh boy who does, uh, Detective, uh, Watson and, uh, Sherlock Holmes. All
0: oh, right. sure, sure. And, and then Moriarty, right? <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Right. Right. So when I look, when I, when I look at stuff like that, or Black Panther Killmonger even, um, yes. like when I, when I look at stuff like that, specifically in the movie, Cause, um, yes, and, I mean, yeah, the book,
2: yeah. in, in the books,
1: like, like yeah, Kill- like Killmonger was, was like really actualized in those movies. I mean, no shade to any of the books. Cause I love, I love the Black Panther books, but like for real, Killmonger was like, th- like it was like he was built upon what he was in the books That he was like, Oh, this is what Killmonger is right here. So, um, so when I think about like, like a character, like you have this great hero, somebody as smart as Sherlock Holmes or somebody is, you know, a king like Black Panther or something like that. And then they get challenged. By this other thing, that's like, oh yeah, you thought that you was the hotness, but, <laughs> <laughs> but they, but they, but they come in and they directly counter that person in, in either evenly or even sometimes greater than match that person. Um, and either in your own work or, or the works that you like, that you enjoy. Well, um, what are, what are some great examples of like seeing an antagonist really, like, really make the story, you know, versus the plot
0: in the protagonist? Oh, I mean, th- those are great examples. I feel like <laughs> in when I'm thinking about crafting them, like an antagonist, I think about I think about it in two ways. Either I want to do something that mirrors the the hero, the protagonist, right,
2: right. or
0: something that is the complete opposite, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I, overall, for me, what makes a successful antagonist is one that is sympathetic, and I don't mean that like you feel bad for them or any of that kind of stuff, but that you, you understand why they're doing what they're doing. Like there is logic mm-hmm. there. Even if you're like your premises are like a little <laughs> jacked up, like,
2: you know what I mean? Like right,
0: right. Take Killmonger, for example, in the, in the movie specifically, you're like, yeah. okay, your outrage is not wrong. <laughs> that's, that's not wrong. But the conclusion that you came to, where you, you know your solution was to do the same thing that was being done to you but to other people that's mm-hmm. wrong so where do we, what what was messed up in there? but so you understood <laughs> right. why like you they did an incredible job of being like not only making you feel emotionally for the character but being like mm-hmm. no i see why you turned out the way you did and why you want to do the things that you do and that's mm-hmm. what an antagonist should be right right because flip's perspective i you could easily rewrite that movie from his perspective and he's the hero of the sort hmm
1: yeah Yeah, especially with that
0: one because like T'Challa. Look at T'Challa, whom I love in the movies, right? Uh, But (laughs) look at him; he he has no idea what's going on in the real world. He is a Mm -hmm. pampered and and you know coddled royal. Yes, he's a badass Mm. and he can fight, but like, cool. So can everyone else (laughs) that he hangs out with. Like that's not special. (laughs) But you know, in the movie, even in the in the actual movie, you know, Mm. he has that moment where like the the truth is finally laid before him, and he's like. What what's you know you were wrong. This is messed <laughs> up, and you're like you're a grown, you're a full man. Like right, how did right, you exactly. how did you now decide that that the time to look upon all of the bad things that are happening is time? You right, know I
1: mean? exactly, exactly. But of course, we're
0: aligned with T'Challa in this movie, so like mm-hmm. we understand why he's doing it. But like you could mm-hmm. easily rewrite that from from that perspective, from or King or perspective, another yeah. classic one, you know, Magneto, right? Oh really? yeah. I mean yeah. you. You're like I really understand why. Like you do some of the things you do. Like I really get it. Uh, but also, you've become what you hate. Right, right. And
1: Magneto let it get it to him, and he, and he just went all the way. I mean, he Magneto went all the way. I mean, <laughs> I mean, shoot, did. I think his first appearance, he was launching nukes.
0: <laughs> yeah, not messing around. <laughs> uh, and I think that when 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 villains are written well, you can follow their logic even though it's flawed, you can just be like, the wound in you has m- has made you overlook the part where this is not going to work, where right, this is not right. the right move, but, like, <laughs> you are clearly, you know. I, and mm-hmm. also another antagonist kind that's my favorite is the kind where you're just like, you are right, <laughs> <laughs> but it just won't work right now for whatever reason. You know what I mean? Where right, it's, right, like, exactly. just the one yeah. thing that you're doing is just a step too far. Like, if you would just... Pull that back one. <laughs> like, <laughs> with with you. I think about um, what am I thinking of here? I've been taking in a lot of stuff, so I'm just like.
1: No, no, I, that I, that I completely oh, understand. I,
0: I'm so I'm watching the Watchmen show for the first time.
1: Oh my goodness! I put goodness. it off. I
0: was like, I can't. It was too much. Like it's really intense. And then yeah. I was like, you know what? I just oh, want to hurt and myself. You're
1: watching it right now. That's yeah. Extra I was heavy.
0: like, you know what? It's time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the right. Re- because, like, you ever see something you're like, that's going to put me in a real rough headspace. And I'm like, oh, I'm already there, so let's just do it. Just
2: get it <laughs> yeah, I <don't> know. <you>, yeah.
0: <laughs> and we're, you know, we're aligned with Angela, right? And mm-hmm. you're just like, you're almost, like, I want you to just reach your truth and to just good things for you. But also... You just a little, it's just a little too much. Like, it's right, just. Right, right,
1: right, right, exactly.
0: You need to quit the force. You need to do X. Like, you just, you just, you're prepared. Like, when she finds that, oh, spoiler. Spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, um, <laughs> the KKK, like, it's like episode two. Uh, right. in the closet, like, the outfit, I'm like, you covered that up. Like, you're doing too much. <laughs> like, right,
1: exactly. Exactly. Like, uh, but I, she, she, she starts to investigate, but she's like, she's being guarded at the same time. Like, she's like and she's being
0: also real. so, yeah. like, She's still perpetuating these messed up systems that are hurting mm-hmm. people, even though you know that she is on the she is on the side of angels. She's named mm-hmm. Angela for a reason. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and and you as you get to see her, like her life and you you see why she's still, per, you know participating in these systems. But like in episode what mm-hmm. one or two, the first time you see her, she's beating the shit out of an innocent dude. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: this
0: not is necessarily true. innocent, innocent, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah. this person who has not actually done anything yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're just like, that's bad. That's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like white supremacy is very wrong, and yes, fight that. But like you were just beating up a person. You just rolled through his house.
1: Right. <laughs> you exactly. Just rolled up
0: on his crib. Like that's the and, wrong.
1: And I, and, 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 I, and I and I love that because they were hitting on. I don't even know how they timed it like that. Like I don't like. They got a TARDIS or something, like, they got it,
0: like Well, they did it because it's perpetual. I mean, let's be real. Right yeah, that's true. I, that's I, true. I haven't like I mean, I've never had a good night's sleep because I've been aware my whole life, but like I haven't had a restful day since Ferguson. Yeah, <laughs> like, right, and I don't right. think that the people it's that true. care have either. And, and the, so and like
1: so they their depiction of brutality, uh even the what did you think of the first episode? The very first scene, at least I think it's the first scene of the first episode, when the cop has to pull somebody over and uh, oh, yeah, the he has scene. to ask it's for brutal. permission to. I
0: loved that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I was like, actually, yes. His
0: <laughs> and he's like, he's like, please come on. I was like, yeah, you should have to ask. Are you, right. You should have to ask before you pull your gun to blow somebody away for a travis stop. That's crazy. But right. like, even though that guy ends up being like the the guy he pulls over ends up being bad. I'm like, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. Like, I mean, that's good writing because they flipped that trope God, so many writing times. Is so good. And, and that, the dude and is rolling really cool, too, but
0: listening to hip-hop, too. But then he's, like, race. I was like, this is so Right, awesome. exactly. But like, Everything about
1: that was just.
0: <laughs> but now, also, how's that scene different if the cop is white?
1: Right, that exactly. That
0: affects it, right? Like that right, really, right. They really did. They did so much. But, like, when I'm thinking about, like, a good antagonist or a good protagonist, like, that's what I'm thinking about, too. Like, mm-hmm. Angela easily could be the antagonist of that series. Like, mm-hmm. that would be so easy. She's a cop. Mm-hmm. The first time we see her, second time we see her, sorry. Second time mm-hmm. we see her, she's beating up a man who has done nothing. Like, how <laughs> easy would that be?
1: When so, you, wait, how far are you? I don't want to spoil anything. I
0: finished episode seven. <laughs> I got two episodes. Okay.
1: Left. So you met the Asian lady.
0: Yeah, true. Yeah. True, true that's, name. that's right. I can't remember her, oh her name. Oh, my God. Myself, this whole series is too good. Her too. I'm like, you're kind yeah. of the villain, but also kind of the hero. But like, you're definitely uh, a, like, she's you... the antagonist.
2: And yes. Then,
0: you're like but every step of the way you're like right but like you know like she gives that speech about nostalgia and you're like but you that is Tr- like on the face of it not bad like, you know what like I mean her,
1: her opening scene
0: oh with the baby
1: that was just so I mean when you're talking about uh we are talking about writing and how to introduce characters and how to define who a character is. Really like like perfected writing comes when you can do that in a single scene. Because you got who she was instantly.
0: On <laughs> real villain shit. And you're just like, but you gave <laughs> like, them everything they could want. Right.
1: At the same time.
0: Right. Yeah, the, the, the writing same on time. that show was in incredible.
2: Right. I mean, there's
0: a couple of things like out there where I think about that. Right. Like I love a scene that does so many multiple things and, it, and it's not right. just Watchmen. There was another thing I was just thinking of and it's it's gone from my mind now but like <laughs> to be able to to make me feel conflicting things about a character who's <laughs> done <laughs> <laughs> your job. Like I aspire. Like I, right. that's, My goal is to be even half that good. Right. right,
1: just... right. No, I mean like honestly i mean every time i every time i think of stuff like that or I watch those like like watchmen um and i i i get i get in my head i'm like yep why am i even why am i even trying <laughs> but
0: oh, at the this same time for my ego but very good for my like i'm driven by two things spite and like jealousy but like a healthy jealousy where i'm like right, I also right, right. It, so i will work for that yeah and like this definitely has fed that that like jealousy where I'm like, I gotta, I gotta up my game. (laughs) Right.
1: Like, I mean, it's, it it is inspiring. Watchmen is probably one of the best shows I've ever seen. Like, uh, uh,
0: I, so before Watchmen, the first, like my first touchstone really for like having scenes that were so, they were dense, but also felt very light mm
2: -hmm.
0: were, um, so the first season, not counting the pilot of orphan black to me is like, some mm-hmm. of the best paced television i've ever just like every yeah. single scene does like eight things like it's <laughs> But you're like oh my god really we're done what episode? right
1: exactly exactly how much
0: happened wait what
1: <laughs> right but every right.
0: scene like every introduction of a character is so on point every you know every conversation is doing three things for the plot there's never there's no again mm-hmm. not counting the first pilots don't count
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: pilots Pilots are not for the show they're for the network.
2: Right, right, I got you. <laughs>
0: every other every other thing, every other episode, every scene does so much for everybody involved. There's never any fa- like they cut all the fat.
2: Mhm. And mm-hmm.
0: I just like I think about that and then I watched Watchmen and I was like, this feels slower. It mm-hmm. feels, which sometimes drives me nuts. <laughs> <But> <laughs> not because I don't like slow stuff. I love reading novels. But, like, mm-hmm. because with visual stuff, I'm like, I only got this many minutes with a novel. I can take as much time as I need. Like... Right, right.
1: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but like, it's a
0: slower pace, but everything is so full. It's mm-hmm. so beautifully full. And every character, you're just like, how do you going make me care like that though? Like <laughs> another thing, a comic that I think does this incredibly well is Southern Bastards. Have you ever read Southern Bastards?
1: I have not read you it. Not? I, I keep getting uh recommended uh recommendations to check it out.
0: I very much it. uh I very much suggest it uh both as someone that likes comics and also as as a writer. I think that mm-hmm. like with the Jasons, right? It's Jason Aaron, Jason Latour, right, uh right. what they do in that series is truly phenomenal. And they the first volume there's a very clear antagonist. You're like, Mm -hmm. you're garbage, I hate you, I can't wait for you to get what you get. Like, And then in the second volume, they make you care about that man. And I was like, how in the hell did you make me care deeply about this man who is just a racist piece of garbage. So, like, actually, you know what I mean? I'm like, I was like, you have me actually out here caring about this man who's right. still the antagonist. Like, you're like, right. this is still the bad guy. Because,
1: because that's that's what good writing is. It's 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 figuring out, it's figuring out the humanity in people. Because when you when, you, when we were talking about antagonists, um, it's easy to it's easy to create somebody who's just. Evil, gross, vile, and you want the hero to win. Super, you super know? simple.
0: It's called it's called kicking the puppy, right? Like you're like, oh, that guy <laughs> yeah. bad, and you're just like, yeah. He's cool. like, oh, this, this
1: is racist dude. Let's let's just have him. Let's just get let's just get rid of him now. But then you get characters like uh, I don't know, kingpin, something like that, and, and it's like, man. At first you're like, man, I hate this dude. He's horrible. You know, like you know, uh, <laughs>
0: and, and, then,
1: and then you get his and then you get his background a little bit. You're like, oh man, he was, oh.
0: Like, and, are and his like motivations that? too, that, right. that's a brilliant yep. one to, to talk about. Cause you're like, depending mm. on what you're talking about, like movies or, 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 uh, or <laughs> the movie, oh, right. <laughs> uh, or, or
1: the, the, TV, the, TV, the show. TV show or yeah, the, the, the like, key pin, is a good character in general, but specifically the, how they portray it up in the TV show. I love was, that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> because you're like, you really, you really believe what you're saying right now. Like you yeah. believe that you are making things better.
2: <laughs> you view you,
0: like, people this. as expendable tools to get there but mm-hmm. I'm like I love I mean I'm like I believe it that's a great protagonist <laughs> someone who really thinks they're doing what is best
1: mm-hmm. and
0: How, you can't argue with them
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know the, what I mean? the, the, yeah, the, the ones who I mean we were talking about your Magneto's your Doctor Doom's your Kingpin's your Osmond um, uh, like to another uh you know. Characters, characters like that, like I mean, even even through the Watchmen show, like Ozzy is okay. just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the whole time he's just like, "No, nah, I did it." Like,
0: he's just like <laughs> well, he's he doesn't, just he like, doesn't defend himself at like, his trial, right?
1: Like, <laughs> he's, he's like, he, he, you get to know about the show. You're still, he's still like, nah, I did it." <laughs> like,
0: yeah, that was me. That was me. You got me on camera. I don't know why you would think I would matter. Or 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 the um the the captain who gets hung in like the first episode or whatever of, of, mm-hmm. of the show. You're just like. Mm-hmm. Like there's that scene later on where you see where he's talking to to Will Reeves and he's like I'm trying to help you people and you're just like, mm. you really believe that? <laughs> you really believe that out here out here with a clan robe in your closet you really right believe right that? exactly
1: exactly. <laughs> so I mean yeah v- villains villains across the board who
0: you know who have there's another thing too and and this mm. is this is a little off to the side but I think that yeah. I mean I'm particularly drawn to villains uh, mm. because I've been queer and brown my whole life and for mm. so long villains were very queer-coded that's where that's where you were right, like where right. is the que- there they are <laughs> they're, they're wearing the high <laughs> collar and the leather boots <laughs> like here we are you know almost <laughs> oh you know what i mean like often villains were queer coded right, right. and if we had black people who had were more than the help they were the bad guys and mm. like and they were the characters that were allowed to be complex in almost the way sometimes that heroes aren't like that's not always true Mm-hmm. Talk about Watchmen and the protagonist is very complicated, but like <laughs> often the villain, the antagonist is more complicated because they don't have to be good. So mm-hmm. they can be all co- they can be contradictory, even, which is very, right. very interesting. Right, right. Um, And so, like, I hate that, like, I often saw myself in the villains because that's where I was allowed to be. But also that made me respect that role more. Right. right. And that makes yeah. me want, that makes me want to do better villains. That makes me want to make, not villains, but antagonists. That makes me want to make right, characters right. that are foils to the protagonist mm-hmm. that are more than one note because that is an important role.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the mirror that the hero, you know, sees themselves reflected upon. And so that, right, right. that better be really good
1: because. And, and that works, that works on both sides. Um, and I was, I'm not talking about antagonists and protagonists. Yeah. you kept having your antagonist that, that have these other, like, these, these complexities that make you feel for them in some way. But then, like you said, you mentioned Angela beating the dude at the beginning of the, of the show. Um, that's a, that's complexity there. Cause like, oh, wait, she's the protagonist, but like, she just beat that dude. Yeah. She's not like Captain America. Like, you know what I mean? She's like, she's got some, she's got she some stuff. I mean, in, in most characters nowadays, um, I'm glad. I'm actually very glad too. Um, especially in, in comics As as comics continue to grow and evolve the heroes are not your you're just I just use Captain America, Captain America Superman, who, who are just like so perfect, blah, 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 like we're just we stand for everything that's, you know I mean, this, this even. I say Captain America because he's the easiest but just, I mean, there's been scenes where Captain America, shoot, when he went to Wakanda had to be told about himself, you know
0: <laughs> yeah. well, I, I especially appreciate uh, you know, what you do when you separate him from the sh- power structure of America. I think that's the best right, like that's where right. you're just like, what do you actually stand for?
1: Right, right. Oh um, Silver War, the comic. Uh the first Silver War, like back in oh, the,
0: back in the day. Uh,
1: I know a lot of people didn't like that, that comic like overall. But Captain America's role in that in that, man, that was that was powerful.
0: His job that, his job should be to be like, no, I stand for the ideal of America. Right. Exactly. I don't stand for the government. And I, I just reread um, uh, Captain America: Truth, Red, White, and Black, which oh,
1: my goodness. That... up
0: every time. <laughs> <laughs> I was crying at the end again. I was like, oh, "You did me again." That
1: comic but, is so
0: real. But like, so that's that I think is one of the best depictions of Captain America. And I,
1: yep, yep,
0: him and at And he's the end, learning
1: something there. That's, that's the, thing. the thing.
0: That's the you thing. Know, and I had this long conversation about it, um, about like witnessing and, and and what that means, and and what mm-hmm. your role as a hero should be. But like, just the fact that like, you know, he went in and he, he was told about himself, right? Cause <laughs> it's just like, Hey, all these people suffered for you to be who you are. Right, and right. his reaction was like, that's not right. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the kind of hero you want. Where it's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. I don't care about all the shiny stuff on top. And what does he do? Like he does, in fact, like the one more proactive things that he, that he does in that book is he, he unseats that like, the corporate guy, right? Where he's like, right, oh, right. you thought you could get away with this after the war. I don't think so. I'm going right, to tear apart right. Um mm-hmm. Doesn't punch a single person, mm-hmm. right? But what does he stand for? He doesn't, like, yes, that is the last, quote unquote, last great war. I don't think so. He was like, no, it wasn't. That was wrong.
1: <laughs> we <laughs> right. did not
0: do great. <laughs> we, right, we did not. exactly.
1: Exactly. In- instead of being like, I'll just say internet peoples who who go, that happened, you know, However many years ago, you know that was that was over a century ago. Slavery is over, and Isn't like that? those those kind of <laughs> those kind of comments, like like you talk about slavery, I'm I'm thinking about caste systems. You know what I mean? It's slavery. I mean, we can
0: still talk about slavery. Let's talk about those firefighters that are fighting those fires that are prisoners that will not be allowed to right. be firefighters if and when they get out if they survive those fires. Right. That are being, exactly. Yeah, that's pretty. Pennies. Yeah. you. That's slavery.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Ma- mass incarceration is the current slavery. is the current caste system.
0: <laughs> and and and, and two to to bring it back around to writing, right? All mm. of that stuff weighs upon the mind of people. So like mm. the way that I move through the world is not just based on my personal experience in day to day life that happened to me. The mm. fact that there are people that look like me that are out okay. there being treated like that weighs on me. Right. The right. fact that, you know, people that look like me are still just every single day being killed mm-hmm. for no reason. The fact that, like, you know, as as a Latinx person as well, they're not my people as in Puerto Ricans, but like they're Latin they're people in cages in this country that mm-hmm. weighs on me. So that changes right. the way that I move through the world. That changes the way that I take a comment too. <laughs>
2: like, right.
0: <laughs> that changes the kind of jokes that I allow to slide in my presence. So right, like exactly. even the littlest interactions, like all that stuff, should be incorporated in your writing.
1: Exactly. Like, exactly. So so people who ask why 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 do you write about this stuff? Why? Because that's what you that's what you live. That's what you know. That's your experience. That's what's inspiring that work. You know.
0: <laughs> and, and that's it. And and people always tell you write what you know, and it's like, all right, well I know this.
1: Right. And clearly
0: yeah. you do not. So exactly. why don't you creating?
1: right right and writing should inform so telling those stories I mean even if it's just a story with you know you know live wires doing something dealing with the government and, and oh the, yeah uh, that was a fun one know, so
0: like my editor yeah. my first editor on that book was Joe Illich um, <clears throat> who I adore oh yeah uh, and we we don't always see eye to eye but we have the kind of relationship where we'll hop on the phone and cash like, it out
1: <laughs> right 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 uh, Joe's on an earlier early episode too yeah. yeah love Joe
0: he's wild he's a wild one. <laughs> <laughs> he's been around for a while
1: <laughs> right, right. But
0: like so like one of the things that like we were talking about when we went into this, I was like, I don't want to just write a book about people punching people and I don't want to rewrite the fugitive. Mm. Like I just don't right. want to do that. She right. is a fugitive. But I want to <laughs> talk about why and I wanna talk about what that means for her as mm-hmm. a as a person, um, as a black woman, but also as like visibly a black woman. Mm. Like you know what I right. mean? Exactly. And a powerful visibly a powerful one. Mm-hmm. you know, this is the same universe in which Toyo Harada did all this terrible stuff and was still running a boardroom, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, or, like, you know, Stan Shack did did a bunch of stuff, made mistakes <laughs> uh, and did a bunch of terrible stuff and then also good stuff and was still, <laughs> like, he's still out there like, you know what I mean, right. but, like, I was like, I want to talk about what it's like to be, to make mistakes big and small and be black. <laughs> mm-hmm. right. I want to talk about the fact that it takes three arcs of a a story to get to base level zero
2: right (laughs) right right
0: and to talk about like i wanted to talk about the amount of control that we have as black people to not act out on all the rage and all the pain that we experience every day
1: that's that
0: i would like to talk about that because that
1: part right there
0: (laughs) because it would be you know
1: oh my goodness i don't even
0: and, wow. and she's an extreme example because she can control all technological things. Right. So like, that's I mean, different. if she, she if, if she, she wanted
1: to, to go in, she could go in. She, like.
0: She's the, to me, she's the most powerful person in the universe.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, yeah.
0: divinity aside, which hilariously black.
1: So like,
0: he could also just go off. You know what I mean? But like, right, think right. about too. Like she had, she, so my thesis in that was she had a moment of loss of control. It wasn't even an active, I'm gonna mm-hmm. hurt people. It was a I stopped controlling myself for one moment. And right, it was cataclysmic.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. She's powerful.
0: Yeah. She's incredibly powerful. Mm-hmm. What she she hurt people and she needs to deal with those consequences. No one gets right. away with that. And that's
1: mm-hmm. I believe that. I mean that's that that was that's to me but what, when I talk about the emotional aspects. Yeah. It was I, so impactful but, <laughs> about that.
0: But think about that shit, too. Like, I thought about because I came in after uh, Harbinger Wars 2 was, was written. I, it mm. wasn't all out, but it was written. And right, I was like, right, right. well, what drove her to this? Let's think right. about that. Like, right. yes, she did all this stuff and she needs to answer for that. But, like, why did this happen? <laughs> because they were killing psy right? Mm-hmm. And specifically going after her children, even though mm-hmm. she had already said that she would cooperate if they right. left them alone. Right, right. I was like, like okay. This is no- <laughs> okay, now, now, how easy is that to translate onto real life? How often are mm-hmm. we just we're just holding it in because mm-hmm. we have we have already agreed. We're like, we just want base level zero. Right,
1: That's right, it. right. Like- and, and, and the fact that you were able to explore that is it's, it's what made it so emotionally powerful. You know what I mean? I mean, it was power powerful in several. I mean, powerful is as as a, as a character. Powerful. As, as, far as the, the emotional impact and what's going on. I, I love, like, getting into a character's head. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 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 like you said, the reasons behind the whys, you know, what's going on when they do these things, you know? Um, and it's just, yeah, yeah, that, that, that makes for the best stories, you know? And how, how that interacts with the plot, of course. Yeah.
0: Yeah, of course. Uh, well, the plot came out of that, right? I was like, right, my right, question, right, right, I was right. like, my questions coming into this is like, <laughs> here here are my feelings here are who she here's who she was to me beforehand. Here's mm-hmm. what she's done. Why did that happen, and how does mm-hmm. she reckon with that too? Because I don't believe in letting people off the hook. Mm-hmm. I don't like there's mm-hmm. always you know if you go out and hurt random innocent people, mm-hmm. there may be explanations, but you still did those things, so we have right. to talk about that and you have to get right with that and It's mm-hmm. like she she has to do that on a different level because she, <laughs> if she has a bad day she can turn off the country. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) And she did. And I love that scene at the end of the prelude to Harbinger Wars 2. That's like my favorite scene in that whole event because Uh she just goes, stop. Like, that's all she, she was like, stop. Mm -hmm. Like, leave them alone. (laughs) Leave me alone. That's all she said. That's all she wanted. And she shut off the whole country. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, the power.
1: Y'all better not mess with her.
0: (laughs) But then also, like, how do you reckon with that as a person? Because she's a hero, right? Like she considers right. herself a hero. She thought so mm-hmm. anyway. It's like mm-hmm. I hurt all these people. How do I make that right? I can't just say mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> They're dead.
1: Right, like, right. And it, and it imitates life. It's it's kind of like you know you think about like uh, there's people rioting and stuff like that like currently going on. And it's kind of like you know yeah all right I get it destruction violence we we want to we want to have peace and stuff like that but like. Like, like like the question you asked, what drove people to this point to begin with? You know what I, I mean? mean?
0: And and all of the all of, I mean, I support that behavior. <laughs> <laughs> no, no that's, that's what I'm saying. Without that's that, that, that's what I mean. Um, like like
1: like the stuff that's going on. It's
0: like, but even then, going look who's look who's getting hurt, and look who's hurting them too. Right? right so like, right. there is there is. A lot to say, and this is a very complicated topic. But yeah, the, 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 the whole thing—I
1: mean, the whole lot going it's Very,
0: on. very complicated. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's like we're still—what? What are we doing, trying to save people?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: And but, right. and that's all. That's all. Like I, I saw some tweet going around, and it was like they arrested like two thousand people, so they didn't have to arrest four. I was like, isn't that true? <laughs> isn't that true? I mean, that's they have crazy. to arrest a lot more if they if they want to earn their keep. They have to right. arrest pretty much all of themselves. Like
1: right. <laughs> I mean, there's so much. There's, there's so much that goes on, that, that, and, and and the age of technology is really what's changing it. Which, oh, it's, I'm, it's, I'm, That makes me think about Live Wire too. Uh, <laughs> you know uh, how Live Wire move in a, in, a, in a world, you know, like, like but, with with this focus. So that you know. too
0: was interesting to me because it's like, how do you in real life? How do you make people care that don't care? Uh, what's the balance that you strike between? showing people the truth and being grotesquely like exploitive right and i thought about that too like so you have to find some sort of middle ground right where you are you you are uh, ripping the veil from their eyes but you're not hurting Mm -hmm. the people that are already hurt but also Mm -hmm. like you have to you have to find a way to communicate you can't just strong arm people into doing what you want because that's what's being done to us and mm-hmm. with, right. with Livewire, I thought about that, too. I was like, well, she could just go on every channel and just explain herself, but no one's going to believe her. You could say whatever you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. yeah, that's true. You have that's to, very true.
0: you know, behavior is, is part of how you talk to people in that case. But also it's mm-hmm. like you have to show people why things are happening and mm-hmm. why, you know, why we're angry.
1: <laughs> right. <Man>. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, that, and that's what's that's so good about storytelling, even comics. Novels, whatever. What's so good about stories is, is that you could do that in a creative avenue. You could do that in a world with people with powers. You know, you could reach do that more
0: people and, than you would reach otherwise. I mean, right, right. Even even your I mean, own stuff. Like people. I mean, people really want that stuff too. But like also, mm-hmm. like you can you can you talk to five people in real life, but you make something and you put it on the world, and that's you know, ten thousand mm-hmm. people have it now.
1: Right, right, exactly, exactly. I mean, shoot. In, in uh thinking again about uh NK's book in the in the Broken earth series mm-hmm. uh like a book was in a different world a whole different thing going on a whole different type of subjugation going on um and then there was like subjugation behind this like there was like like we get led like, to the in game stuff you learn information about like the people of before and how they were subjugated how they were impressed and it's it's not our world but I can imagine like, I know is. people are reading it and they're like <laughs> Oh,
0: <laughs> you know, and the people that don't get it—that's what really blows my mind. I mean, right, right. That's not anyone's, you know. That's not a writer or artist's fault. Like some people just don't get it. But like that's—I yeah, feel like yeah. you're priming people. You're just like, cool, 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 cool. You like that? Whose side are you on? You're on that side. Let me show you what that means in real
1: life. Right, right, <laughs> like, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I mean, art. I mean, storytelling is just so—it's so powerful. It's so, uh, Brian. Brian made the comment before, Brian uh, Hill, he made the comment that um writers are mages. <laughs> it just stuck with me because it was funny because he was like, because we have this power to, you know, like not only, not only over the characters in the, in, in the story that you're telling, but you have this power to make people in real life with those characters you're controlling feel things. And in some cases, if they're open to it, because some people are just going to, they're, they're just who they are, you know, but hopefully if they're open to it, uh, you, you you can help them to understand things as well, you know what I mean? So that you can make you feel a certain thing and understand something from a perspective uh that they never uh would have maybe would have experienced before, you know what I mean? That's why that's reading is just so important, you know?
0: I agree. Uh, I One of the <laughs> a silly a really dumb line from Mary Poppins always brings to mind, <laughs> mind and that's like the spoonful of sugar helping the medicine go down I'm like, I hate yeah. that you have to do that but also yeah. like if if that's what it takes, mm-hmm. then I'm willing like sure. Um mm-hmm. and also I think that like as as just people, as human beings, because stories are so central to how we function as as creatures in culture, you oh. know, that's that's the first thing that I remember was being mm-hmm. told stories. That's right, right. that's exactly. some you know, deep like going back stuff. And so if that's <laughs> what it takes to connect with someone you know, if that's what it takes mm-hmm. for them to put themselves in my shoes, you know, I would rather they just do it. But like, I'm <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy to use my mage powers there. Like, I just right, uh, right,
1: exactly, exactly.
0: I think um, I think Stephen King said that we're psychic. It's like magic, like psychic magic, right? Right. Yeah, so you, yeah, yeah. You write something <laughs> or you draw something, and then people hundred years from now can see that.
1: Yeah, you put it because you're. Put, it's like it's there. Then Time travelers from your head, and you put it in their head. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, okay. So we, I mean, we talked, we talked about a lot. Uh, we've been on for a little over an hour and a half. Uh, I guess we, I guess we start to wrap it up. It was such a good conversation.
0: I'm having a great <laughs> I
1: mean, time. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love talking about these things, especially as it relates to culture. I think it, culture is so important. Um, not, not only just for, it, culture is not, not only important for, uh, because, oh, it, we're, it, it, the, so there's an important aspect of, all right, we need you to understand, this this part of the life that you don't understand and, and why we feel a certain way about certain things but then it's also it's just like it's just pure knowledge you know what I mean yeah. it's just like 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 you 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 teach somebody about a different culture and it's just like wow I didn't know that that's interesting you know what I mean and I wish more people were open to finding the joy in 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 other people's lifestyles instead of just
0: i feel you know, like that is a function <laughs> of educational systems that fail people and i, I don't mean yeah. just Black people, I mean, across the right, board, in, I mean, in general, yeah. we we really kill the love of knowledge because little kids love mm-hmm. learning stuff. Up until oh, a certain yeah. age, you could be like, did you know this? And they're like, oh, that's so cool. And then, like, they reach <laughs> a certain age and they're like, I don't care. And people are like, oh, it's like teenagers are moody. And it's like, no, we beat the love out of learning new stuff out of kids. <laughs> right. You got to figure out how to, like. You know, it took me, Stories it took me so to long. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I used to, I, you know, I very briefly, uh, was in a graduate program, uh, for education. I wanted to teach kids. I was interested in, in literacy and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I lost hope with it. It was really sad. Uh, it's just the state <laughs> of education in New York is a nightmare and bless mm-hmm. all the teachers that go through with it. They're stronger than I am.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: going to do it. But I, I was thinking about comics and how you know comics especially are so much easier for kids to get into and connect mm-hmm. with um and part of it is that it's visual but also part of it is that like they can literally see themselves like when you read about a kid i was mm-hmm. a reader so like fair mm-hmm. Like once i learned how to read like that was it but like yeah. being able to physically see yourself if you have the capability to do that mm-hmm. instantiated doing stuff is so powerful
2: right yeah, it's
0: so true. powerful and so like you know we talk about representation mattering and I'm like, well, that's why, because you, Mm -hmm. you know, you can imagine yourself in the shoes of this character. And then furthermore, if it's someone different than you, you can imagine yourself as this person insofar Mm -hmm. as you see them as a person. And like, to me, that's, that's one of the biggest reasons why, I continue to work even though it is this, that 90% hurdle is really tall. <laughs> like, <laughs> that mental hurdle is very I tall. Mean that,
1: that, I mean, that, I the, mean, the representation thing is, is support. I mean, support, like as, as adults, like we, like we, we kind of like, it's like, all right, another, another white driven story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, it's like, you, you kind of you, like you deal with it, but you know, but as kids, it's like today, kids are kids. They're learning everything so you know my daughter likes frozen frozen's a good movie you know love it yeah, sure um and you know she loves anna and elsa and you know but but it was still so cool to me when she came to me and brought one of the comics that she wasn't supposed to be touching <laughs> uh on my off my futon is she is she and at first i'm like about to bust it or like hey why are you missing my car but she points <laughs> to when she goes uh and it's uh uh it's ironheart She's like, oh, oh she, awesome. she has, she has hair like mine. <laughs> so, Yo. so I was like, oh, so good. Listen.
0: Like, okay. You <laughs> so it's
1: instead important. of yelling at you about messing with my stuff, <laughs>
0: it's important.
1: I'm, I'm like, now I'm super excited about like going through, you know, the Ironheart comic book with her, you know, um, because yeah, it, it does, it does really matter. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with Elsa. You know, she's oh, cool. Great. But, but, but it's, but it's also cool to see yourself, you know? I mean, so, I,
0: it's also like, I mean, I mean so I think about that story about Whoopi Goldberg watching Star Trek when she was younger, and yeah. seeing Uhura running through the house and going, "Mama, Mama," you know, And but you, do you right. realize that Uhura inspired Black people to go into space? Like that's a real thing. Like Black yeah, astronauts. Yeah, yeah. Are, like I didn't know I could go into space, and then I <laughs> saw this show, and then now I'm in space. That's why, right. right. like that, that's, that's powerful. powerful. That that's is powerful. impactful. Like, and I think about that too. Okay. Like, you know, it took me so long to really understand who I am. You know what I mean? As a as a queer person, as a non-binary person, the language didn't really exist when I was going through it as a teenager. (laughs) But also, like, there was just no examples. Right. And so, like, the fact that I was able to, you know, help create multiple now non-binary characters, Mm non-binary characters of color, black, non-binary people, um, and put them in things like I'm like, that's that's for 12 year old me who didn't know what the hell was going exactly. on no I mean. exactly. and that is also so like I am very lucky in that my family's always been very supportive of, of who I am and what I want to do across the board mm-hmm. um, so I didn't have a lot of the struggles that you know my other queer siblings have but it was mm-hmm. still very painful to figure out who I was and where I fit in the world right. because I did there. I, to this day people don't say people they say men and women mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah, well where right. am I then I'm nowhere. Right. I don't exist. Right, um exactly. And when they say men and women, they usually mean cis men and women. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's like that's mm-hmm. a whole other layers of stuff. Um mm-hmm. And so to be able to take that angst out of the equation for right. even like <laughs> some people means a lot to me because mm-hmm. I even my it, great it, it, experiences be, were still very painful.
1: Yeah. And, and, and to be able to to make that impact and, and make those creations um where others have have it. Because, because it hasn't existed, at least in a am not very large capacity at all, uh, non-binary, by non-binary people
0: I mean, in, in general. We, we, right. it's one of those things where it's like, well, we've been here, but we mm-hmm. didn't have the language for it because they, mm super wanted to pretend that we didn't exist right
1: yeah, or, like, or like or like the or like the dude bros again like that we see okay. i use star wars because it's this, a rough um, place star wars be. right matters I see, a lot. <laughs> I see it a lot but they go why do they have to say that that character is queer why does why did do they have to say that that character is and i'm like well because you would assume otherwise <laughs> right right because cause you'd assume you'd assume otherwise well it's not important to the character it's not important to the yeah but but, uh, but when you watch a movie and you see characters in the background, um, you know, a, a, a guy and a girl, they come together and they, they kiss in the background, you know, uh, then why, why is it not normal to, to see, you know, you know, it, you, or why you have to say something about, it? cause you didn't say anything about the other, you know. That's the thing that the gets background. me. I was like,
0: y'all didn't say nothing about when it was the other way. So I, I don't want to hear about that. Those, right, right. those people, I feel like their empathy muscle is very, very withered. And I feel like <laughs> it's just, it's sad. I mean, it's it's dangerous, but it's also just sad. Like, right, I just look right. at that and I'm like, is your world and your heart so small that mm-hmm. someone being different from you is a threat to you? That right, someone's mere right. existence is a threat to you? Right. Do we take up space? <laughs> like, is that a thing? Like, and, like am I response that is that I'm going to take up more
1: space. Or, or, or for a split second in a scene for like God not even forbid. a whole second. God forbid.
0: God forbid. <laughs> God forbid. Oh, the, the absolute there are some fandoms that you just want to be like y'all need to clean house <laughs> if, <laughs> if you are not all like this speak to them like
1: right right exactly, like, exactly
0: but it's just like yeah people get upset that you take up space but people mm-hmm. have been getting upset that we take up space forever and so the right. only real response is to take up more space i mean right, that's exactly. <laughs> flood that market yeah, because <laughs> like how much
1: space are you really taking up like wait, seriously and like even like if the people every who are character saying...
0: was suddenly like Black and queer. Right. Like, what are you saying to me? I, you expect me to put myself in your <laughs> shoes, which I happily do. I love me some Han Solo, bro. Like, mm-hmm. I really <laughs> do. I love but he could not be more different than me. But right. I can do that. Are you saying mm-hmm. that you are not capable of doing that? Because that seems like a you problem.
1: Right, <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, like come so on.
0: Maybe read some come more on. stuff about people that are different than you, and then it'll get easier for you. Maybe that's your homework
1: hmm yeah let's just let's just see different i'm, I'm not gonna lie I, I said a billion times when when solo came out i was so mad that kira wasn't a black woman you i, I, I wrong, was so mad
0: now don't get me wrong i love daenerys Targaryen.
1: all right like <laughs> uh, right right I, I, was, I was i was i was yeah it was not nothing against the actress right? like, it was oh. it was just like i was just like how did you guys miss this po- i mean you guys first of all you guys established santa solo I'm not saying santa had to be the character you know what I mean? But you guys had her. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and,
0: and they kill—they kill one of the two black women. Yeah, is yeah. the first time a black woman in a
1: prominent role, and she dies in 30 minutes. I almost walked out the theater, legit. Like I was like, "Are you serious?"
0: Like, also, they have a whole subplot about a robot uprising. I was like, uh, "So black people."
1: see, whenever they do something like that don't get me wrong i did appreciate the concept of the ro- robot uprising or the, the droids or whatever but like whenever they do something like that they have to other it they have to put it in something that is let's make it more comfortable for us so let's put it's a robot uprising now and,
0: and it's a joke you know <laughs> too. like then it becomes a joke but like i'm all yeah, you know, yeah don't get me like don't get me started i could talk about all that stuff, all that district nine, all that stuff. I'm just like
1: Oh yeah How you want oh, to yeah. make the
0: black people krill shrimp in South America? I just don't really understand. Right,
1: right. There there's so many and it's, it's, and it's not it's not that they did it, it's that they, they, they did it and they never do anything else. They never show the reality. But you know, you know?
0: great <laughs> switch on that? I I just rewatched Girl with all the gifts and I'm like, look at this. Oh, God, I got That's yeah. another thing where I'm like the writing in this is tight as hell. They right, right. Like, I'm like, she's white in the book.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They make that abundantly clear in the first sentence.
1: <laughs> Dang.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're like, Melanie means black skin, but that's weird because I'm white. And I'm like, cool. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's really the line. Wow. I was like. I don't, I've, read the, I've read the it's book, a, it's but a that better, sounds. It's a
0: better, that, mine is the paraphrase, not as well written line, but it, that is the line. That is, that is basically the line. Um, right, but right. I was like, oh, but the flip means everything, doesn't it? because yep. later on talking about how characters and how depictions you know change meaning mm-hmm. when she mm-hmm. looks up eggling close and she's like why should we die so that you should so that you can live i'm human too like i'm right, alive right. too and i was like the impact of that as a little black girl
1: but i I'm you, these things these things are important like i mean when i tell you that i've been in the theater with my daughter in Watching uh, Into the Spider Verse.
0: Oh my god! And
1: she, and she, and she knows, she knows that there's two Spider Mans. You know what I mean? She knows Peter. It's like to her, Peter and Miles are Spider Man. You know, she it's not right. a thing. And, that, and I'm telling you, coming to the end of that movie, and um, he's saying anyone can wear the mask. I can wear the mask. You can, I was just like, and
0: I cried. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not gonna lie to you. But that, and that's the beauty too. You know, I know that was that's actually the intention behind that specific character. That was right, actually the right. intention. They were like, "Yes, mm-hmm. we understand he's Peter Parker, but when he's covered mm-hmm. head to toe, not a not a thing peeking out, anyone could be behind it.
1: Right? Don't exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 the funny thing I, I thought about it as a kid reading it, but didn't know that I was thinking about it. Like every time, you know, every time Spider Man's in a big fight and um, you know some of his suits blown off, you can see like he that he's white. You know, I always thought about like, oh, well, now they, now they know he's white. So they're going to, you know, so if somebody's looking for him, like, you know, reporters or whatever, they're, they're going to be able to profile him as a <laughs> and white guy. Like, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I always kinda, it's kind of, I was like, it's kind of, it's kind of it's, it's like, like that, that narrow, that narrows it down. Like, isn't that unsafe for him to, to get his suit blowed off and stuff like that? You know, and I, and I was thinking about that because I, I wasn't like consciously thinking about, well, Spider-Man is not black, but like at the same time, like well, unconsciously, person, I, I was kind of like, I was like, dang, now people know. I don't know. I think, I think it hurt in me somewhat. too,
0: Where he, like, he <laughs> right. puts his eyes. I was like, gee. Yeah. Like, I was like, you really showing it. But also, too, right. the reversal. Oh, my God. There have been times where, like, I've been convinced the character is black. And then it was re- I'm betrayed. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a reveal that they're not. And I'm like, well, that changes everything about how I thought about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this like, when I was a kid, yeah. until way too late in my life, I thought that Darth Vader was black. Like, he was just James Earl Jones. I was like, yo. <laughs> so, like, at the end of the movie, when, like. And this shit's right. going off, and it's a white man. I
1: was like, oh, we got away! <laughs> 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 Yay! <laughs> That's what I thought about, I, I, like, when I was just, uh, I just, I told you I just finished Mistborn by Brandon Sanderson. Like, I mean, they say pretty early, the, the main guy in the very first book, his name's Kelsier, they say early that he's blonde and he has blue you're, eyes. But, like, everything about this dude felt black. Like, I was like, 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 I know you said that he's white. No, like, Black
0: people have blonde hair and blue eyes. That's totally possible. My desire is that we don't have to do the mental math, right? You don't have to do the right. you, you can just be like, that's a black man. Um, I, right. I think about exactly. that, too, though, um, with, um, listen, that Dark Tower movie was not good. It was very <laughs> nah, bad. No, it was no. so bad that my wife cried afterwards because that's like one of her <laughs> favorite stories. And it was so bad. But I was like, but listen, every movie cover of this book has a black man on it now. Right, right. So a lot of people, because a lot of people are not careful readers, he's black now.
1: Right, right, right. Exactly. And exactly. It,
0: it, it has achieved something greater than itself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> same, same thing with Heimdall when I see him in the comics. I know Heimdall's I like, white in the comics. I'm
0: like, but, but I'm, like yourself.
1: <laughs> I'm like, uh, I think they should just make him black in the comics. Like, just... Just slowly, like, darken his skin throughout the... <laughs> you know
0: he what? Looks, he's a god, you know, right? Like, he's, he's right. you know, they're some sort of weird <laughs> god alien. They, like, they could change. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: change. I mean, he's the wrong, Heimdall. Heimdall's... He's, I mean, I don't know. Heimdall, I mean, he's a he, 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 was always, he was always the guy with the big sword. But once, he just, once he just got him, it was like, I mean, that's, that should be the black dude with the big sword, right? I
2: could change the... <laughs> <laughs> change the <other>. You could... Can... <laughs> uh, but, okay,
1: I guess... I Sorry, guess we'll go I could chat, <laughs> Yeah. I, I guess we'll go, we'll go ahead and try to wrap it up. Um, if you can, let people know where they can find you on like social media, where they can buy your books, uh, your comics, or what have you, um, and yeah, how they can connect with you online.
0: Sure. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Definitely Vita. I'm on there way too much. I've been scaling back just because it's, it's been a lot. <laughs> it's
2: heavy, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but that's where I am. Um, you can buy my books at your local comic book shop. A lot of local comic book shops have COVID services. If this is being broadcast during the time of COVID, which I'm sure it will be, nothing will change yeah, in like a week or yeah. two. Um, <laughs> check out 28 pages which is a directory of hundreds and hundreds of comic book shops around the world, um, independent comic book shops and the services that they're offering during this time. So support local shops and, you know, uh, or, uh, a lot of my work is on comixology. Mm-hmm. If you just search Vita Ayala, it should be there. Uh, I have a comixology original, uh, digital comic that I co wrote with Danny Lore, and that was drawn in, uh, all the art was done by, uh, Jamie Jones. It's called Quarter Killer. Uh, that's nice, a fun, I nice. you uh, you read that one. Uh, let me so <laughs> you know, I'll get you a copy. <laughs> it's a good time. It's, uh, cyberpunk, black, afrofuture, hip hop, Robin Hood of the hood kind of
1: situation. It's like directly up my lane.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you would like technology and also black people.
1: (laughs) Word, word, word. Uh,
0: And and, and it's very queer as well. The main character is a non-binary person named Quentin Kidd, aka the quarter killer, who does not kill
1: people. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I I, I love, I, I just, I just love Seeing like i love when i hear about a genre that i already like like cyberpunk say cyberpunk i'm in i'm like oh yeah, let's go and then you're like oh it's by people like wait, like hip-hop in cyberpunk i'm like oh okay you're like i mean hip-hop too that's another trigger word for me i'm like oh i'm on it like yeah. <laughs> i love i love hip-hop styles like just samurai like- shampoo type stuff oh, like so apple sample, like
0: like, and that's, that's, uh, that's my too. thing. Like, as, as a, I don't know, uh, I can only speak for myself. As a New Yorker, uh, you right. know, I grew up, <laughs> hip hop's in my blood. Like, it's just in the streets. Like, it's everywhere. It's right,
2: right, right. Playing everywhere. <laughs>
0: it came from here. Like, it's just, and right. then, and then right. everywhere that it went, it just only got better. You know what I mean? And so, mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. that I could write anything that didn't have a little bit of that influence. I mean, De- right. my, exactly. I make playlists for every, every story that I write, and Devil's Die is all just like, 90s and, and early aughts, like, R&B, mm-hmm. just, like, all right. the good stuff. R&B and, and hip-hop, like, all that good stuff. So... Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. <laughs>
1: um Also, folks can, of course, uh, find me at fourthwall.net, um, also at fourthwall on Twitter, Um or you could just Google Beyond the Fourth Wall, or Beyond the Fourth Wall of Writing, uh, either one. You'll you'll find the podcast. It's on all the major podcast
0: networks. Can I pimp my so. podcast? Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I totally forgot. Uh, I should start doing this. Uh, so I'm doing... Uh, <laughs> I'm doing a Voyager rewatch podcast with, uh, Danny nice. Moore and Danny Ross, uh, called the Delta Quadrant. So if you look us nice. up. Nice. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I
0: think I,
1: think I saw, is it li- I think there's a link on your, on your Twitter profile.
0: It should be. Yeah. It should be. It,
1: yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all make sure y'all check that out too, especially like if you're, uh, big Trek fans. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get, I, I, we get real. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I know we got a lot of those. I know we got a lot of, a lot of Trek fans. I mean, I mean, shoot, honestly, it blends together. I mean, I remember back in the day, you used to be like a Star Wars versus Star Trek. I I I see a lot less of the, of the, of the verses and more of the kind of the blend, you know? It's
0: different. (laughs) It covers different needs. Uh, would you like Space Wizards or would you like, uh, utopian fiction? Whatever.
1: Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) But, um, but yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and, we'll go ahead and wrap it up again. you You can find the podcast on all the major podcast networks, uh, Spotify, Google, what have you. Um, And yeah, we will catch you guys next time. Uh, Again, thank you for coming on.
0: Thank you so much for having me.